<clears throat> we good? Yep. Yeah, the camera's on? <laughs> yeah, everything's rolling. All right, cool. Uh, welcome, 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 everybody. You are watching the Bottom of the Bottle podcast uh, episode. I don't even know right now. It's season two, though. I am your host, Charlie, three times like a the last of the dinosaurs. I got my co-host with me, aka my baby. Hey, y'all, it's Jig. Oh, Jig. She wants me to give her intro every time. No. This is Jig over here. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jig. I brought a special co-host with me today, my brother. Introduce yourself. Young Tiz, more Tiz, you know what I'm saying? Cash bread, A-Rap money. We're going to get the money regardless, whatever you want to call See, me. And, and Tiz been saying that exact same since, like, middle school. <laughs> like... <laughs> Come on. When A-Rab money came out? Whenever A-Rab money came out, Tez. Been running with it ever since, and now we got it. It's embarrassing. Tez is a hooper. Tez, Tez wanted to come and um, hear about the weightless floats, and he wanted to come to sit in the background and hear about it, but I told him, yeah. get on air and talk about it. Cause, Appreciate that for sure. You know, it's nice. But the, the guest of the day, so we got the homie Greg from Weightless Float Center. What up? You know, if you don't know about Weightless Float Center, I guess you could describe it. You're going to learn today if you don't know about Weightless Float Center. Um, but I think that the person who owns Weightless Float Center should tell us about Weightless Float Center because yeah. uh, we no one else can explain it as good as you. So Sure. Yeah. Uh, what's up? I'm Greg Ellis, G. Willikers, a.k.a. B. Wilder, a.k.a. Greg, a.k.a. Ellis. Now, um, yeah, Weightless is a wellness center. We're sitting in the lounge right now, uh, post-float, post-sauna, post-massage lounge. We do flotation therapy, infrared sauna, massage uh yoga and meditation upstairs at the inner warrior as well we got a bunch of cbd products and um post float chilled drinks and such of the sorts cbd products basically this here. place is an oasis in the middle of louisville yeah and you should definitely come check it out because the energy that flows through this place is very um healing and very special so. yeah before we get too deep into it we gotta we gotta talk about the bottle oh yeah this is the bottom of the bottle podcast all right today we're drinking tequila this yes. is Tequila Hermosa Casagave. Um, it's a very small batch USDA organic tequila, which is why we picked it, because this episode's going to be focused around health and wellness. And it is Kentucky-owned. Kentucky yes. Owned tequila. So, um, of course, yeah. it does come from Mexico, as all um, tequilas do. However, um, it is owned by a tequila or a Kentucky uh, company. So, you know, we try to keep it local. But, yeah, you usually don't see us drink tequila on air. air. We usually drink bourbon and I'm whiskey. stoked to drink tequila because that's yeah. my that's. My I think yeah. when I first asked you to be on the show and I asked you what you wanted to drink, you said tequila, and then absolutely, that's here all we are. Went. We better yeah. see how this go. I don't drink period. Yeah, so Ted's an athlete. You know, we're gonna see what happens. I'm not a big drinker either, so I'm I'm stoked. But usually when I do drink, I drink tequila because like there's just so, one. It's a liquor that comes from cactus. Mm -hmm. Like that in itself is just dope. Like I'm all for liquor that comes from corn and rice and sugar cane and stuff like that. But liquor coming straight out of the desert cactus, I think is just like rad to begin with. And like the whole story of tequila and how it's made and just the whole process behind it and where it's grown. And I don't know, like agave is it's a serious plant. Oh, shit. And it gets you jazzed up, you know. You drink a couple shots yeah. of tequila, like it doesn't bring you down. It brings you, brings you up. Yeah. Um, now I'm straight up taking as is. I'll take a little. While. I'll take a line. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna play. With <laughs> That'll be used for the Palomas too, but if Boy. anyone wants one for the shot, there. Yeah, I haven't had a Paloma in a minute. All right, shout out to Organic Alcohol. Uh, listen, shout out to <laughs> Salud. Wellness. 
and yeah. Let's Shout drink to, to wellness. Us. Literally, salud means to help. Salud. Ooh, I like that. I ain't mad at it. That's nice. I ain't mad at it. It's really nice. It's not bummed. It's not bad at all. Ooh. All right. I'm gonna sit right here. Ooh. All right. So, um, float therapy. Why should someone be interested in float therapy? Ah, oh, there's a million reasons. Um, so I guess probably best to describe kind of what floating is. Like I, we were saying before, this is Weightless Float Center. We do a bunch of different modalities of healing, if you will, but floating is definitely um, the main stay here. Uh, so just imagine the perfect bath. It's 10 feet long, four feet wide. Um, there's a thousand pounds of Epsom salt dissolved into the water. So it's about 200 gallons of water. So it's about five pounds of salt per one gallon of water. Okay, so that's a good thing to know. I'll be trying to explain to people. I wanted to be able to know that fact. Like, five just, pounds just, of salt per one gallon. Yeah, just that's think nice. about like one gallon of it's milk nice. and like a, a one pound bag of sugar. And you're like, wait, five pounds? It's super saturated. Yeah, yeah so uh, there's a thousand pounds of Epsom salt in the water, which lets you float effortlessly on the surface. Mm. The water is the same temperature as your skin. So when you're floating, you don't feel that you're in the water. Yeah. Which and is a crazy yeah, thing nice. to experience. Nice. It really is. It's You don't get wrinkly and you feel like you're in a womb almost. <laughs> yeah, sure. it's, it's weird. You could float for, I mean, I've floated for seven and a half hours and not had any wrinkles on my body. And when, you know, like one session? Yeah. Seven and a half, would you sleep? Uh, no, I was very awake. Uh, <laughs> okay. Very awake. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's a thousand pounds of salt. The water's the same temperature as your body. Um, and then if you choose to, because you don't have to, but if you choose to, you can close the lid and turn off the light, which makes the tank lightproof and soundproof. So effectively, it isolates your mind and body from any external sensory input. Right. Like right now, you can hear the music, you can hear the air, you can hear the ice, you can feel your body sitting on the ground right now. There's, you know, all the lights on and stuff like that. And when you get in the tank and you just basically close every app on your brain for the first time, it's like, <sighs> doesn't have to do anything. Right. And uh, what we've shown through MRI and EEG brain mapping is that our brain inside the tank drops into a different type of brainwave that we produce in REM sleep or deep meditation. Mm. So almost like a, like a screensaver when you stop dragging the mental mouse around all the time, yeah. your brain kind of is just like, well, if I li literally don't have to do anything right now, I'm just going to go into low power mode. So you get in that deep meditative, like dreamlike state. Yeah. So why do you float for meditation, uh, for relaxation, for anxiety, for chronic pain, um, for creativity? You know, sometimes I get out of the tank or while I'm in the tank, my eyes snap open and I realize like, oh my God, I just got a really good idea. Yeah. Or sometimes, you know, you get out and you're kind of inspired, whether you make music or even play a sport or something like yeah. that. You may be like, ooh, you know, try something a little different. Um, for muscle recovery, the thousand pounds of Epsom salt detoxes your muscles, reduces inflammation, helps with chronic pain and swelling. Okay. If you got an injury or something like that, yeah. you get in the tank. Just having no gravity on your body right. is amazing. Aligns right. your spine. Um, and it's like a reset for your nervous system. It's like a power down, power up, you know? Oh my goodness. Spend so, hours on the phone with customer service and then you're like, you try to turn it off and turn it back on? How long would you recommend somebody that like doing a regular session? How, how long is a regular session? I know you said seven and a half for you. At no, it's a regular time, session. That's a regular? No, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we just lock you in the tank and just until you really chill out. I'm pretty sure seven and a half is like the longest you've been in there. Yeah, okay. there's a, yeah, that's the longest I've been in there. Although during uh, quarantine, there was a, um, guy at a float center in portland oregon who did 24 hours in the mm. tank uh he was trying to break like Ham hamilton burris's record or whatever 
or not Hamilton Burris, uh, the guy from Vice, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. Yeah, right. oh, okay. yeah, that guy did had the record, but then someone at Float On, um, and Float On's rad. If you guys are ever in Portland, it's a 24 hour float center. They were the first people to ever have a Bitcoin ATM machine in Portland, Oregon, and it was inside of a float tank center. Wow. And it's a 24 hour float center. These I'm guys are. to talk about Portland a little later in the episode. Yeah. Going on in Portland. It's funny you brought Portland up. Oh, yeah, for sure. I got a bunch of family. Actually, just like two nights ago, I had some friends who live in Portland, Oregon, and they're driving back to the East Coast and they just stopped through and they were just talking about what was going on there. Yeah, and they're so like, we're going to get into that a little later to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Nice. So, what drew you to floating? Like, how did you get introduced? Yeah. Um, so, I watched a movie when I was in high school called Altered States. It's like a cult classic starring mm-hmm. William Hurt. Um, and it's loosely based off of John Lilly's life. And John Lilly is the founder of the float tank. He was a neuroscientist. He was a physician. He was an author, super smart guy. He's also a psychonaut, you know, really into psychedelics. And um, this film is loosely based off of him. And it's based off of the book, Altered States. And in the movie, he takes a bunch of psychedelics and gets into a float tank. And he has a self-actualizing de-evolving hallucination so he's in the tank and he hallucinates that he's like turning into a monkey but he actually de-evolves into a monkey inside of this laboratory inside of a float tank he escapes the float tank escapes the laboratory breaks into the local zoo and like kills a bunch of animals as like this like primate and i was like i need to do that i need to try this and uh yeah i just like started searching for float centers and eventually found one uh close close to me and i'm from rhode island so it was in new york and uh floated and then i've just been doing it since then everywhere i've lived colorado california washington there's always been float centers and then when i moved here there wasn't any and i moved here to be a mushroom grower uh gourmet mushrooms oh. uh oh, like oh. <laughs> lion's mane shiitakes oysters reishis and stuff like that and then shortly after i had uh begun my mushroom grow here i got hit by a car in bardstown road um and i got a huge plate in my arm i cracked my head open i messed my arm up really bad and the only thing that was really giving me any relief was floating and i was driving like nashville and indianapolis just to go float and i was like what is going on why are there no float centers around here yeah and uh ended up just like going down this rabbit hole where i ended up like figuring out why there weren't any float centers because our health department said that they weren't allowed because mm. if you don't use chlorine in the water they said it's not allowed because it's pools and jacuzzis you use chlorine but if you have a float tank you can't put chlorine in there because it has a lid and you can't breathe in chlorine because it's mm. toxic which is like why would you be putting that in the water then, you know, in terms exactly. of health and wellness? Yeah, for sure. So basically I had to, we had to hire an attorney, Brandon Cohen, who's now town councilman for the Highlands, Summer Arbox husband, uh, owner of Rainbow Blossom. And he helped me out uh, just bringing a case to the health department, showing that we could obtain the same, if not better water quality without the use of chlorine. Mm. Um, and then once we were granted that, we opened up and, now there's like 10 float centers in the state. So, so would saltwater pools be better than like chlorine pools if that was like a, mm-hmm. yeah. And norm? yeah. And that we're seeing, uh, in general, just around the country and the world for that matter, people moving away from chlorine because chlorine is basically just bleach or right. should I say bleach is just, uh, chlorine. yeah, chlorine. Right. Um, so <clears throat> it's, it's just more caustic. It's not good for your skin. It breaks down things a lot easier. And of course, salt's the same. And also too, salt is different than, Epsom salt. So right. Epsom salt is magnesium sulfate. Salt is like sodium chloride, like NaCl versus MgSO4, uh, but still super corrosive. It will break shit down. But 
So Wait. if you were to have a saltwater pool at your house, would it be Epsom salt? No, no, uh, it would be just regular salt. It would just be regular salt. And okay. since it's, I mean, it's just natural chlorine essentially, because like salt is Na, which is sodium, and Cl, mm -hmm. which is chlorine. So uh, salt, like ionizer, basically just separates the sodium from the chlorine and leaves your pool with natural chlorine. Gotcha. So they, yeah, definitely a better better option. But the Epsom salt is super nice, super therapeutic. Get all the benefits of that. Uh, I don't even remember. I don't even remember what I was gonna say. Uh, well, you just you just talked a little bit about um, you know the psychedelic situation, and to my understanding, you have created this space in with hopes for the future. Once that progression um, gets to a better point, kind of integrating that. So I do want to talk a little bit about you know maps and that involvement, and just kind of how this all plays together. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, to integrate eventually would be fantastic. You know, every state has their own, uh, legalities, uh, as of right now, Oakland, California, uh, Portland, Oregon, and Denver, Colorado all have decriminalized psilocybin. So, uh, which is psychedelic mushrooms. So, um, psilocybin, which is the active compound in psychedelic mushrooms is decriminalized in those three cities that I mentioned. Uh, in so much as it's decriminalized and the legislature literally says it's to be considered less of an offense than a parking ticket. Nice. They literally say the lowest of low. And you're like, all right, okay, you guys are really explicit and really not caring about psilocybin, which is fantastic because when you look at the benefits of psychedelics, especially psilocybin, LSD, MDMA, you see some really powerful benefits for uh, anxiety, PTSD, trauma you know um where i guess like where we're at right now it's difficult to talk about i think like the human optimization side of psychedelics as opposed to say bringing people to baseline versus bringing people from baseline upwards um and the float community in general works pretty hand in hand with the psychedelic community john Lilly was uh, a big fan of um psychedelics of many a sort and it's not like people come in here specifically to to do that or at all for that matter you know um you sign a liability waiver when you come in you're not under the influence of drugs or anything like that but uh the hope is is that eventually we'll see therapeutic centers that focus more around set and setting uh mm -hmm. so that way people can have a psychedelic experience not in a clinical environment like a hospital or something like that because yeah. we find that there's so much benefit especially when you create an environment that's conducive to healing um you know just like you'd rather be in a comfortable space you know um so yeah the founder of maps which is you had mentioned before uh maps is the multidisciplinary association for psychedelic studies maps and they're a non-profit pharmaceutical company and which sounds kind of weird but yeah, they've been, weird. right yeah yeah so they've been around since the 1980s founded by this guy rick doblin and maps was founded in order to raise money to fund the studies to legalize psychedelics so anything you see with Johns Hopkins University, with UCLA, with Harvard Medical, and all the studies they're doing on psychedelics have primarily been funded through MAPS. So they're able to raise the money to fund the studies to show the effectiveness of psychedelics for curing people with end-of-life treatment, trauma, um, anxiety, post-traumatic stress so, disorder. So that everyone knows, when you mention psychedelics, what are you like? 
which Suicide. substances are you speaking of specifically? Because you yeah. know they're thinking of the wildest of the wild. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's primarily, I mean, there's lots of psychedelics. Um, I think a lot of people know of magic mushrooms, which is psilocybin. They know of LSD. Um, they know of ayahuasca. They know of uh, DMT. But those primarily the ones we're talking about here is going to be psilocybin um, and MDMA, which is like Molly. Um, and MDMA is not actually considered a psychedelic in a lot of senses. It's actually considered an empathogen uh, in that it, it makes people more uh, heart centered and more empathetic and more like feeling. Um, whereas psychedelics are more of like a, literally means mind manifesting, um, whereas empathogens is more of like creating a more empathetic self, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we're seeing a lot of benefits in that MDMA and psilocybin they actually think will become legal for prescription writing before cannabis does. Uh, or, or excuse hmm. me, not prescription writing, but uh, federally legal. Before, Interesting. yeah, and that's, that's the one that makes you empathetic. What's that? You said that's the one that makes you empathetic. Uh, MDMA, yeah, MDMA that's, that's nuts. That's Molly, if you don't know that. Uh, right, that's nuts. Yeah, well, that's because nuts. people who have like so much trauma from whether it's like sexual trauma or war. violence, war, you know, like there's. They did a study in Louisville for racial trauma too. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was a part of that, and I went down to I did the maps uh, protocol and training at the Galt House. There was like a week long mm -hmm. training protocol for, it and it was it was really awesome. It was great to actually get to sit with. I mean, I went out to lunch with Rick Doblin. They came here and floated and stuff like that. Um, it was yeah, it was really powerful because when you think about it, like the term i think we w most of us are familiar with the term uh intergenerational trauma right like mm -hmm. but a lot of like the fact that we know what that means means that our family members are maybe starting to learn what that means which means our grandparents are maybe starting to learn what that means and like i don't hold it against anybody Just think about that they just rounded up a bunch of people sent them off to war to murder a bunch of people had all these like men go to war and then come home and you like couldn't talk about it had to be a man and then you like could like drink or take valium Weed was illegal, and then you had to just like go back to work and not talk about your issues. And you wonder why grandpa's fucking crazy, you know? And you're just yeah. like, Jesus Christ. And like now we're starting to kind of unpack all this and realize that like we are the tip of a giant genetic iceberg floating through the water. Yeah. And we have like so much embedded in our genetic code that needs to sort of be unwound. And they're yeah. finding that psychedelics and MDMA is like really effective at doing that. That's how I always uh, felt like if, it, if our brain wasn't meant to receive it, our brain wouldn't. So like, I feel like they're it's necessary. Like there's some they play. I don't know the role because I haven't did the research, but I believe psychedelics, especially psilocybin stuff that comes naturally from the earth, I believe that has a role that we even people like us probably don't even know yet what they're here for. But. Oh yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's I mean it's well especially with psilocybin because you ever just like walk down the pathway to your house and you're like that mushroom was not there yesterday. And all of a sudden there's these giant mushrooms like yeah. sitting, like they grow so quickly, they're so ephemeral. And if you think about like alcohol, it's a relatively complex process, right? You could just like come across a bunch of fermented fruit on the ground and eat it and you know get buzzed off of it. But for the most part, like peanut butter and jelly, coffee, weed, all those are a relatively complex process where you have to like grind something up and then put heat to it in order to like get the effects of it. Whereas like a psychedelic mushroom, you like pick it off the ground and eat it and like, you know, and you think about something that's on the brink of a conscious evolutionary breakthrough, like a, like a, an, uh, like a, you know, Cro-Magnum or, um, you know, Neanderthal or uh, just like monkeys, you know, eating psychedelic mushrooms and all of a sudden like looking in the water and realizing 
they're them, yeah. you know? Right. Uh, so it's like, it, there's a pretty good chance that psilocybin mushrooms have had a really powerful impact on the Society. evolution of Well, you gotta think about humans. it. People don't even know that like, mycelium is which what a lot of mushrooms grow off of. Yeah. It is the biggest organism on this planet. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't know that it's the biggest organism. It's like, if you got a mushroom in your yard and there's a mushroom in your neighbor's yard, it came out the same patch. Right. There's a big patch between y'all yards. It's like, a whole matrix. So it's a it's the biggest organism. So to have like we could be tribes hundreds of miles apart, but we're eating the same mushrooms that's giving us these same thoughts. That's why I think fungus. I believe a lot of things reappear in a lot of different like in religions or cultures. A lot of yeah. things reappear even though people are miles apart because they could be eating the same things. That's yeah. That's how I always felt about it because it's too big. Like. For them to be take over miles and miles and miles and like anybody in the square mile who happens to eat this mushroom or whatever is probably gonna be on this probably gonna have a, some type of same feeling. Yeah. yeah. Or even just the fact that human DNA is more similar to uh fungal DNA fungi DNA than it is to than it is to to monkeys. That's nuts. Isn't that nuts? Like literally human DNA is more similar to a fungi and there's plants, animals, and fungus. There's three different kingdoms where we think of basically just plants and animals, but um, you'll find fungal DNA in plants and fungal DNA in humans, but you won't find plant or human DNA in fungus. It's like fungus. You know, like it's the, it's, it's the OG. It's the, it's not like when we, when we die, like the fungal, the fungus in us eats us up, helps us to, like and the fungus that's out there helps to decompose our body. You yeah, like, you just, it's part of every cycle of the earth. Like oh, every yeah. cycle of life, funguses. Yeah, a, they're the a, grand molecular there. deconstructors. They just break down everything. They're essentially an externalized stomach where we mm. consume food and we have enzymes in our body that break stuff down. Uh, whereas like the mushrooms are an externalized stomach and they're moving outwards, sequestering nutrients, and they basically work as like an interface between what the plants need and what we need. And I really got into mushrooms because I was growing weed and I grew weed for years. And the more I grew weed, the more I got into like nutrients and building my like compost teas and then building my soils and then realizing like rhizomorphic fungi, which are like the fungi that attach to new root growth, the better mushroom soil you have, the better your plants will grow because it enables the plants to take more nutrients out of the soil. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. like I, I, I don't know, I'm not ashamed to say, I used to grow mushrooms all the time. That was years ago. What was it called? Statue of Limitations. Years ago, but I just the simplicity of growing it, like like you said, we was a, a we grow weed. Oh, no, oh shit. Weed's no, a, no weed's like a you complex. Sure? It's a yeah. complex thing to do, but like the way the mushroom grows so simple. If you literally try to grow them and leave them and just like leave your human contact away from them, they're really good. Like they really just grow off the ground and grow big and grow plentiful. Like. Yeah, mushrooms are it's it's a it's a really cool process to get into, and if anybody is interested in them, because sometimes coming across like one like growing any mushrooms is really cool, but it's sometimes difficult to come come across psilocybin. But there's a book that I recommend anybody get. It's called the uh, Psilocybin Mushroom Growers Bible. Yep, I have it. And PDF. PDF, whatever. Oh yeah, for sure. The Mushroom Growers Bible will literally show you how to grow psychedelic mushrooms or any mushrooms for that matter, step too. by step by you step. But if, you don't, but if you don't want to, you know, use the onion or the Tor, if you guys don't know about Tor browser, uh, definitely should use using Tor browser if you're using anything, uh, searching anything, you don't want to be found. Um, yeah. But buy that book. Uh, Carmichael's has a great selection of uh, 
mushroom cultivating books, especially the psilocybin mushroom growers Bible. I know that they always have that one in stock, uh, which I always, I always appreciate Carmichael's for that. I'm like, I love how you guys always have this book here. And they're like, oh yeah. No, why do you keep checking for it? You already got it. <laughs> <laughs> it comes there just to sit. I still got it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I live right next to it. So I'm always cruising in there. And check, well, I used to be nowadays. You know, I don't think you're even allowed in Carmichael's, but. Damn. How, so let's talk about this. How's it been since Corona with a very intimate type spot where people are sharing water, massages, and saunas? Like, how's that been with? this whole pandemic yeah yeah um it's been all right uh we've been sanitizing and socially distancing before it was cool yeah <laughs> you know like uh literally though yeah just right. because like our um you know sensory deprivation is inherently uh, a socially distanced thing because you're doing it by yourself um and our space in general doesn't really have more than the amount of people that we have right here yeah. and we've kind of limited our lounge seating space and we actually aren't even doing massage right now we have a couple massage therapists who work at the school of massage therapy and they're not comfortable doing massage and since they work at the school of massage therapy as teachers and they're not comfortable doing it we're like you guys are the teachers you Best do massage ever by the way yeah especially you do a massage post float or something like uh. that if you ever feel like in a massage, the first 20, 30 minutes, you're just trying to relax, you float and it just cuts through those several layers of stress so that when you get out mm. of the float tank, you take a hot shower, you put on a bathrobe and then you lay down and get a massage. It's like, see, I, I came into the float. I came, I floated in solid, never floated in massage. That's yeah, you do the trifecta, yeah, the trifecta. ultimate spa, the float sauna massage. And then we have these really nice two wheeled wheelbarrows. Yeah, and we'll just bring you home and home, just right? dump you on your lawn. <laughs> yeah. I'll be in oh, complete bliss. Right. Drive home right now. Yeah. My first float, I felt like a limp noodle afterwards. And what I want people to understand if they are to see this and then go float afterwards, it's not like an immediate gratification. It's not instant, to me anyways, getting out. It took really going home, getting settled, and then being like, okay, I'm relaxed now. <laughs> and I think if, you know, some folks might kind of get out and be like, okay, I don't what really know what, just, what I just did. But if you really like allow yourself to seep into it, um, you really do notice the benefits and they do last for a lot longer than you would have thought it would doing the process itself. I'm not going to stunt. I did it completely wrong my first time. <laughs> Which, what I will say, when did y'all open? Uh, 20, April of 2016. Yeah, it was probably definitely real early on because I remember being at the Herb, RP the Herb. Anybody remember the Herb was like a smoke shop around here. I've never heard of that. Uh, the herb used to be on Barrett. Yeah, R.P. There, you know the herb. It was like OG smoke shop of Louisville. And I don't know if you came in there or somebody came in there just talking about. It's probably me. Talking about <laughs> this float shop that they were creating and like yeah, told us me. all the information. It was like, dude, this might be crazy. It'll change your lives. This is that. I'm like, all right, we go into this when it opens. And then I finally got a Facebook ad about it or seen something. I was like, I'm right, coming here. And I came in here. And I fucked up first by floating in my shorts. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know I was supposed to get in there completely naked and uh, shorts got completely salted out. But it oh, was shit. definitely relaxing, definitely relaxing, but I just could not focus. I didn't, I didn't have the mindset to focus. So I'm in there just like trying to be quiet. I got splashed the water just because it's so quiet. It's so everything. I was like, I completely did that wrong. But then like the next day, I didn't want to do nothing. I'm like, all right, I'm chilling. So yeah. I feel like I got the benefits, but my mindset wasn't right. So then like, the does it time, drain your energy? It doesn't Does it drain your, your energy, energy? but I, when I, whenever I recommend people to come float, I always tell them to come float on a day where they can either come in the morning and they have nothing to do that whole day or come in the evening and then not have anything to do the next day. Because what I think 
will really in, like inhibit you from feeling the benefits is if you come do it and then you have to like go to work or like go do this or go this do this super active activity and like maybe someone for you who you know has this at their leisure all the time like you could you know obviously float and then go do whatever but if you're not really that hip to it i think that you really have to seclude yourself for a little bit to really be able to get introspective with your experience and then really feel it within your own body so would this be a good description of like the experience like it sounds to me like you're, you're getting grounded or you're being centered and being present mm -hmm. and to do anything else would take you out of that being present exactly. in yourself like is that a good description to y'all i yeah. so. what I'm, i mean obviously i haven't done it one yeah. Time, but. yeah yeah for sure um so there's a lot of there's there's no wrong way to float right if you want to go in there and just play with the buoyancy of the water like mm. for someone who doesn't like not me but like for, for a person who doesn't like water who uh doesn't feel comfortable swimming who doesn't feel comfortable in water period to lay in water like we get people all the time who are like oh i can't float and you're like well this is science you will float <laughs> like displacement yeah. you will not i can't swim so getting in there and i didn't tell none of my friends nobody knew about float center i was like i'm gonna go here and do this weird shit. yeah like i did love the shrooms i grew the shrooms so i was like this fits, it feels right i came here and i got in the water i'm like oh shit yeah, I got in there and it just like, I don't know, it just engulfs you. You just. Yeah, it's I've, weird. I've heard it's about weird. the isolation part. I've heard like an isolation tank, but I didn't necessarily know about like the physical benefits from the salt, like the salt being present. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like you said, detoxify your body and do stuff to your muscles. That's that's a whole different ballgame. I didn't even realize. Yeah, it's. At all. I mean, so yeah, there's no wrong way to float. You can go into it any way you want to. You can play around with the buoyancy of the water. You can go in there for a meditation. You can go in there to think if you need to really just think about something. Like sometimes I'll go for, a, I'll run to the gym. I'll work out, I'll run here and then I'll float where my body needs, my muscles need the recovery. My mind's kind of charged up after exercising where I'll just lay in the tank and be super present and just kind of focus on my breath. Other times I'll be raging for like a whole week straight and I'm like, oh my God, I need to just float and like pass out for a while, yeah. you know? Yeah. Check in or check out, as I say, you know, sometimes yeah. you need to like check in, other times you're like, I'm out. Yeah. And like, you can put music on, you can put a guided meditation on, you can just put, um, I like to, you know, I like to make music. So I'll like put, I'll make some music and then I'll just, you know, you burn a CD and put it in your car and see how it sounds. You just like, you know, bring a bring a track in on your phone and listen to it in the tank. And you're like, oh, I like that. See, it's a that's the different. Thing I fucked up halfway through my session. I realized I could play music. I'm like, ah, shit, I didn't know. And then I got that music cracking, and I was all good. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. There's no there's no wrong way to do it. Um, and like I'm on day eight right now of floating in a row. We're doing the heroic float challenge here. It's five floats in ten days. Is the challenge. Because people will float and they're like, oh, yeah, I tried floating one time and it was OK. And it's like, oh, yeah, I tried going to the gym one time and tried to get strong. But, you know, okay. didn't work. And you'd be <laughs> right. like, well, you only went one time. Like, right. that's not going to have the same effect as if you do it consistently. Yeah. yeah. So making it part of your just like uh, with a massage, as you all know, Spence, you know, like, you know, if someone gets a massage every three months, they're doing good for themselves, but you're actually having to like get them back to where they kind of were beforehand. Whereas if they incorporate it and make it something they do regularly, then they can actually like benefit and progress from yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Um, and flo floating is the same sort of way. And there's tons of different ways to take it. Like eat a, 
eat a CBD edible, smoke a CBD joint before you get in the tank, or, you know, like eat a regular THC edible in the tank. Granted, you sign a liability waiver that says you're not under the influence of drugs. I don't drug test people, but you sign a liability waiver that says you're not, but you can have a pretty psychedelic experience just on like a cannabis edible in the tank, for real. Mm. Yes. Okay. Are these CBD joints that we're, we are smoking CBD, like we always say, <laughs> we we're really smoking CBD, like we always say, uh, no, this okay. is my buddy, uh, David Jagger's company. It's called Skull Mountain Ranch. They're in Corbin, uh, Kentucky. And, uh, he is just a buddy of mine who's just grown some really good CBD. Um, I have a CBD oil company where we do CBD oil extraction, but he is just working on straight pre-rolls and a couple other things. Soon enough, I'll actually have straight glass jars that he's He's got this Alpen glow strain. It's like super danky, super stanky, purple ganja, but it's just real high CBD and real high THC. And just like consider, you guys ever heard your parents will be like, oh yeah, you the weed you guys smoke is not like the weed we used to oh, smoke. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. correct, right? Too much THC. Right, well, cause like, think about it. Okay, like throw all the politics out of the whole situation. Weed was made illegal because it got you high. I know there's all sorts of things you can say about that, but weed, we, they told us, pot's a drug, drugs are bad, you can't smoke it, it gets you high. So people are like, fuck it, I'll smoke it anyways. So the higher you get, the better the drug must be. So we've been growing weed and breeding cannabis to have super high THC for like 100 years. But naturally, cannabis doesn't have really high THC in it. It's got a nice balance, you know? Mm. And you were saying about psilocybin before, how it's kind of like meant for us. Interestingly enough, cannabin cannabinoids, the endocannabinoid system, the endogenous or internal system of cannabinoids inside of our we body, already we already have them. Everything down to a sea sponge, yeah. birds, reptiles, mammals, all have a cannabinoid system. And the endocannabinoid system in the body is in the same place where our opioid receptors are. Mm. So our pain receptors are in the same place where our cannabinoid receptors are. And those are like some of the deepest parts of our brain in yeah. the in the reptilian the periaqueductal gray hemisphere the reptilian side of our brain like the the like the original kind of like layers of the brain is where our cannabinoid receptors are and when you look at indicas and sativas those aren't just like get you high and get you really into couch but like they're equatorial and high latitude plants so this plant grew all over the world from really high up latitudes to really down south latitudes. Yeah. So you see that this plant is super versatile. Almost everything on the planet has an endocannabinoid system and it's super beneficial for That's us. Nice. And as we dive into the cannabinoid profile, like THC is the one that most people know, CBD is another one people know, but as we pull it apart, there's actually over 200 different cannabinoids inside of the plant. Mm -hmm. And right now, one everyone should look into before it becomes illegal, because they're thinking it may be, is Delta-8. Okay, I heard that. Let's yeah. use I was talking about Delta 8 the other day because we're going to be getting some Delta 8 in here at Weightless, some Delta 8 gummies. But basically, under the farm bill, THC is illegal, but CBD and other cannabinoids are. And as we pull out the different cannabinoids in the profile, we're finding, all right, well, this doesn't have any THC in it, but it still gets you faded. You know, yeah. so we're able to kind of find different uh different benefits to different types of cannabinoids, which is really, which is really cool, which is like why modern science is pretty nifty, how you can literally like extract individual cannabinoid molecules. And what and, it's doing. Yeah, and figure out which one each I individual. See, it's just all new, it's crazy to me. It's I see new. they just found one that it was like, it's a specific strain, a specific cannabinoid that is cute, like though to cure cancer, mm. but also like not fight anything else in your body type shit. I don't remember, I was watching the video on it, but it sounded crazy, that was last yeah. week. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, they're using cannabis for 
fighting tumor growth and for fighting cancer already, but it wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever if they uh, are, are isolating them. Damn, there's this company now in Kentucky called Hemp Black and they're making a hemp uh, fabric that is, uh, you can like put a battery to it and it will, like you can put a light to it and it lights up. So the, the cannabis, the hemp fabric actually is conductible like electrical wire. So you like, lay your phone on your chest? And it looks yeah, cool. like it's so nuts. I literally, oh, I just, I just. Oh, dude, I sleep my phone on my chest all the time. Bro. You shouldn't sleep with your phone on your chest, but like. I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't definitely, but it happens. It should blow up. I sleep with it under my pillow. That's probably bad too. I try to keep That's it away nice. from me. I'm always like trying to get my girlfriend's phone out of like. Of I'm always like, I roll over and I'm like, what, what, what is this thing in here? I just like imagine it's like microwave in my brain or some shit. You know? Microwaves and cell phones aren't yeah. necessarily the same thing. But I get what you're doing. But hemp, hemp black is sick. I mean, hemp is one of the most versatile plants on the planet. Like it's literally for like clothing, for paper, for paper, for fighting cancer. Too, haven't they? Henry Ford made a car out of hemp panels that ran on hemp seed oil before the Model T was in production. Have y'all heard like the now, real reason why we was made illegal? There's a lot of reasons. He, like he was saying, the, the reason is because it gets you hot. Well, but, that's that's we that's throw that. Yeah. Have you heard like the hemp competition yeah, hemp with the regular paper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take over. William Randolph Hearst had the yeah. forestry companies and had the paper companies and the newspaper companies. So they ran the yellow journalism smear campaign through all these newspapers, right. saying that uh, jazz musicians. Uh, black jazz musicians and Mexicans were were smoking weed and raping all the white yeah, women. And they women made, yeah, yeah, and then it was like, oh my god, like make this shit illegal. And like you're just <laughs> and like, it's been there ever since. Like now it's because of that that we met. That's what's nuts. nuts. And we're getting to this point now where I mean, like, thank God, like I can't. Believe, people are literally still in jail for cannabis possession. Yeah, like, like, so I don't like know, a little bit, like not a lot, like a little bit. Yeah. There's a senator who spent like a lot of his time anti-drug, anti-all this shit. If you know his name, please tell me. What's he got a uh, But now he has a cannabis company. That's crazy. Oh, I think it's John, John Boehner. John Boehner, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Boehner. Yeah, he's a former House Speaker. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, like, what the fuck? Like you literally put people in jail, now you have one of the biggest companies. Now you the plug. A part of it, like. It's nuts. And the whole legal cannabis thing is a whole nother topic like that's a whole nother episode the way like i don't think it should have been started without releasing everybody who's doing what y'all doing yes yeah, there's so many like, people in jail like in jail because of cannabis and to see like if you go into these big boardrooms where people's making millions off cannabis there's not a black person a person a brown person no nah, it's playing fun. with it in their face just got weed in their face yes like, weed y'all making weed look nuts, like i'm going though. to starbucks but my cousin in jail right now the two joints because I make these diamond encrusted sativa plant necklaces. Yeah, and well, but, same with same with uh, psychedelics right now. We're seeing this giant investment in psychedelic companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Paul Stamets, who's like one of the, he's a uh, probably like the main mushroom <laughs> grower. Uh, he's a mycologist. He's done a lot of work. If you guys watch Joe Rogan Experience podcast, listen to Paul yep, Stamets on the do. Joe Rogan Experience. He was the most requested guest on the Joe Rogan Experience. A mycologist yeah. was the most requested guest on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. You're like, all right. You're talking I, about shrooms and stuff? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think I've seen that one. Yeah, I got a bunch of Paul Stamets' books over there. And I was actually, when I, I was living in Olympia, Washington before I moved to Louisville. Um, and uh, I was trying to get a full-time job working at his laboratory. And mm. I couldn't end up getting it. Um, ended up moving here. He talks about like DMT and LSD and all that good stuff too, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, too, like uh, back to fungus again, LSD is a fungus. 
MDMA is a fungus too, no? Uh, MDMA is not a fungus. It's made in a laboratory. It can be extracted from sassafras, which grows around here. But okay, okay. So I remember growing up, if I only had a big ass sassafras tree in his yard, like I like to, he's like, bro, you can make Molly out of this. And I was like, can we? Like, <laughs> can we? And he said he could. We never did because I'm pretty sure we didn't have equipment, but he said it. Now it makes sense. Yeah, MDMA is more of a synthetic as well as LSD is, but LSD comes from the fungus um, ergot, which mm -hmm. is grown off of rye, um, which is just phenomenal. The fact that like, you're like, all right, fungus is definitely. So LSD is a fungus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why it feels like a fungus. Like it's, it takes over that's your body. That's what people tell me. It's it like takes a... over your body the same way shrooms have done me, but I never do it. I thought I was like, this chemical really like embodies a fungal but that makes sense. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, you know, what's interesting is they've started to look into like um, some of the ancient uh, Greek and Roman traditions, and they start to realize that some of these big festivals that they were having, they were drinking uh, like a rye fermentation. Ambrosia. Yeah, and this, <laughs> this honey rye mix yeah. is like, probably had the ergot growing mm -hmm. in it which is like a psychedelic so they were probably ingesting like a mild psychedelic liquor yeah. Like, yeah. yeah it was one of the, it was like a, I think it was a fertility festival like in the greek where they i don't want to use names and what it's called but it was like a fertility guy who would they would go and they would sing in these certain spots because they was like it would make them sing better give them like the better like words and stuff but they figured out much later they were standing on like land like land where like there was something fungal in the ground that was causing like whatever that was coming up off the ground to like make them start tripping and start singing like all this stuff that they were saying was coming from the gods use the words of the gods you know it's really just standing on fucking like ground of like shit that got them tripping right like now. bare feet like grounding with it yeah like it might be like, something that's steaming I got a book up over like this something i learned in college too like about you said what about earthing about being barefooted on the ground yeah actually yeah, i'm wearing yeah. a pair of shoes right now called earth runners and they have copper tacks in the bottom of them okay. and they they ground you to the earth okay. so like I how run does that work how does like, the copper work like is the copper like a, a bridge well if like if you uh like all the float tanks here if you do any sort of uh if you wire any of these lights that are above us or anywhere they're grounded okay. right you use a copper like lug to ground it so that way you have that like you don't have a potential like short in your circuit and you yeah. don't have the electricity go it's like a lightning rod almost okay. you know so what the copper does for the electricity as well as for our bodies we're an electrical charge for sure yeah pushing out electricity and these will ground you so my foot is touching this copper tack that's on the bottom that's touching the ground yeah. you know so like when i'm walking it's actually grounding me because we're all wearing basically a electrical insulator between us Every and the, day. Yeah. yeah us and the ground all the time and then half the earth is like fucking paved over at this point and people so seldom actually walk barefooted in the dirt anyways you know right, uh, right. i got a book over there called earthing which is all yeah. about like they're finding people are able to reduce their inflammation by just having like as funny as it sounds like a bus bucket or like a plastic container of dirt in their house people who live in manhattan on like the 54th floor of some apartment mm -hmm. they're literally like put your feet in some real dirt in the morning and it's actually good and will reduce inflammation in the body that was going to be my question like because obviously there's been like stuff paved over concrete all that good stuff it's not just like a direct line from dirt to direct earth there's something between it does that matter like, uh, can, can you really just get so some concrete dirt? is uh, inspiration i don't think concrete gonna give you anything no, concrete is just concrete. Right, right, right. Work. But like, imagine like, like 
if I'm trying to ground, okay, let's say somebody made a built a playground, but on like the uh, the bottom is just concrete, and and I, I'm putting my bare feet on the grass, but on on underneath is concrete. Is that still grounded? Well, I think having the, the having dirt. the dirt, yeah, and having the something growing there is okay. is is what's crucial because otherwise that you could run the same thing with like people having dirt in their house, you know, the yeah, dirt right, is, right. you know, uh, sitting, say in a plastic bucket that's yeah. sitting on top of a subfloor. I'll never know where to ground it. I'll be wanting to try, but like, I'm like, if I go to a park, is yeah. that going to be, is this real? Like, is this synthetic? Just dirt they just put here? Or like, will that matter? Uh, I, don't, I, I, I think about that. I, I can't saying. really answer, but I'm not really sure. But I get what he's saying. Like, if they're able to put their feet in a bucket on the 55th floor, then it work just having dirt on concrete and live growing out of this dirt, then yeah. it should yeah, but that's a good. I got. I got to look into that because I follow me and her getting arguments all the time. I go barefoot all the time. Uh, first thing I do, I wake up in the morning. I walk outside in my backyard and I take a piss barefooted. That's what I do. Like every I morning, do I say walk I out. try to piss outside once a week. Oh yeah, I mean, just because mm -hmm. I, I just I rather not flush me. my toilet. It's a waste of water. Uh, I just like. I felt like my pee come from my body still touching the earth and just like that connection. I was like, I never hold my piss. I love pulling over. And while we're on the topic of feet, right? Like go barefoot. Or if you can't go barefoot, like I highly recommend not supporting your arch. Right? Like I was talking about this the other day. Uh the arch is one of the like take an egg, right? So the arch in nature is very strong. You take an egg in your hand, a chicken egg, and squeeze it, it's fucking tough to break it. Right? But a baby chicken who's not even alive yet can poke through the underside of the arch arch is so strong until you try to support the arch from underneath and it totally breaks the geometry of it and what we're doing is we're constantly supporting the arch of our own feet and i have a giant scar on my foot i have uh, i had a whole my metatarsal was removed and i have mm -hmm. an artificial joint in there and i was told that i would never be able to not i'd never be able to walk barefoot i'd have to wear orthotics i probably wouldn't be able to run anymore now i run i literally had i went running and then took a shower here before this podcast and I ran in these sandals here, which have absolutely no arch whatsoever. It's one strap in this shoe right here. I've not felt pain on my feet since I started wearing these shoes two years ago. And like, Ted's, I fucking- Damn. Ted's dealing with foot pains right now. Going nuts. Ted, you all need you some of these. Dude, it's, it's, it's no joke. And I've converted over uh, quite a few people to earth runners. And okay. my girlfriend, she's got some pretty bad ankle problems and yeah. she's like oh, I don't know I got some ankle issues and I was like yo get a pair of these shoes and she's elated that we have matching shoes but uh, <laughs> uh, I'll try it for sure but she's think. like she's like you know what I was kind of hesitant to tell you but I don't have any ankle pain anymore yeah these are actually working that's nuts yeah and like literally hey. I, so I live on Patterson and Cherokee right and I would walk from my house to the intersection of Highland like where like uh, the falafel places and Wicks Pizza. Mm -hmm. And by the time I'd walk there in a pair of skate shoes, my foot would be hurting. Yeah. Like, I would be limping. Like, I'd be like, I gotta turn around. My, my foot's bothering me. Yeah. Like, to my big toe. The reason it's big is because it supports everything, you know? And like. Most bones in your body, we learned that fact on the way over here. Most bones in your body is in the foot. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's fucking nuts how many bones are in the foot. And like, your big toe is literally big because it supports your whole entire body weight. Yeah, right. And yeah. I was told. You're fucked. You're never gonna be able to like do anything <laughs> again. I, I played so many sports <laughs> growing up, and like I'm just so active all the time. Yeah. And I was just like, 
damn, I like fucked my shit up like for good. (laughs) And now I will do a 10 mile hike (laughs) in these. And my buddies will be joking on me at the beginning of the hike. Yeah, you're going to hike in those things. All right, dude. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. At the (laughs) end, they're all like, oh, my God, I need to get these shoes off. And I'm like, I might feel great right now. (laughs) Like, it's it's wild. Like, do you go get some air furnace? You know what's crazy? You walk around the house and no, because the fact that you said like it really works because over in Europe, we walk a lot for real. Like, that's one of my things. Like, I'm, do you live in, where do you live at? Uh, I'm in Finland. I play basketball in Finland right now. Sick. Yeah, so like they use like, obviously like the uh, like trains and stuff on time, buses and stuff on time. So they really use that public transportation. So you walk from stuff like translation to the tram or whatever. And I'm thinking like, I got a damn boot on. I might really relax and really wake. I'm supposed to go in a few weeks. I might wait or whatever, but. Just even thinking about those, when I do take the boot off, I may try those and see what the hell happens. Cause I'm, dude, I hate flip flops too. I'm you ain't never gonna have your homies in Europe with you. Like, damn, what's up on your feet? I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> just, just, just wait, just wait. People will be like joking it, on you at first, and then they'll be like, yeah, no, I'm gonna get a pair of those. And like, it feels good to be barefoot. I have so much more like strength to my feet now than I used to. Yeah. My feet have actually widened a little bit, like where okay. because I'm not like stuffed into a little tiny shoe. And, uh, me some of those. Yeah, you're talking, dude, I'm trying to be grounded with my copper. Uh, they're well, they're so nice. Hey, y'all need earth runners. Y'all need to be selling y'all earth stuff runners. in Vegas Float Center. For real. Yeah, <laughs> so they don't actually sell their stuff anywhere. They're just directly to consumers. So you okay. purchase from their website and they'll send them right to you. And I broke a strap on one of these. And again, it's one strap. This has got to be like the shoe that people have been wearing for thousands yeah, of years. Right? Like, it's, literally, it's literally, there's one, it starts there. It goes around and just loops around and then just goes <sighs> underneath on the bottom. And like... Um, I mean, so solid. Yeah. Like, fucking so That's solid. That's what Jesus wore. <laughs> for real. For real. Yeah, yeah. serious. Walking around full and speed. How you walking in the water? The Murph runners. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I, I highly endorse these shoes, and I didn't think I would be so comfortable in them. And I've never worn flip-flops. I hate flip-flops. Yeah, I hate flip-flops, too. I, I like. Like, maybe it's because I like always smoke weed, and then I'll be smoking weed, and I'll all of a sudden become very aware of the fact that I'm curling my toe as I'm walking, and I'll be like, see if I can not curl my toe in the way my <laughs> sandal falls off or something like that yeah. literally like i like it bugs me out to wear flip-flops like i gotta take these off i'm just thinking about my toes moving right now I just, oh, man. so these are a little socks. uncomfortable at first because there's like a strap in between your toes yeah but once you get over that feeling like it's solid. game changer yeah. and they're made for running so they're actually like that's what's crazy they're tight so on you your ran feet. All, i'm like wow that's, no they're made for running they're made for nice. trail running you ready to get a game in them 25 <laughs> yeah. points Fuck no i mean nah, average that, 25 points with it what do you have what do you have in your what well, no, i was 20 for real but 20. i had a, uh it's a long word basically i had a tear on the cars on top of my uh tarsal so it's like ankle bone so basically i had to get uh they had to drill bones in my uh cartilage so the blood can regrow the cartilage so yeah mm-hmm. serious surgery but it's what I, I didn't think I needed to start. I didn't know my shit was hurting. I was just shooting the ball for real. When trying to go to the right. But. I love it. You was a lot of <laughs> shots on them highlight tapes. Yeah, that's how I Pull was, up. man. <laughs> I, literally, I walked with such a limp and everyone used to like I give me shit. They'd bad. be like, man, you got a serious strut. And I'm like, yeah, it's my foot just really hurts all the time. And like I had to get, they literally pulled out the, the joint in this foot, made yeah. an artificial one, and then had the bones regrow into it on either oh, side with shit. all the cartilage. Yeah, yeah, yeah same yeah, exact thing you had going there. Yeah, and nice. uh, it took a minute. I mean, I was held, I was just up with my foot <laughs> elevated for months. For real. Letting it regrow. Yeah, Damn. It, was, it was fucked. Yeah. We gonna shoot this toast to our feet for holding us down. Yeah. 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 Real. Ten, ten, ten toes down. Salute. 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 Salute.
I remember we had a Spanish teacher try to tell Doug that salute didn't mean cheers. Mm-hmm. Doug's Hispanic and he speaks Spanish and she tried to tell him what Spanish was. Yeah, he was like salute. He was nuts. I couldn't believe and she it. She was like, nah, that don't mean like you don't <laughs> use that for cheers. I'm like, yeah, it might not mean cheers, but this is a goddamn fourteen year old telling you, Oh, this is what my family says for cheers. Right, yeah. That was it's equivalent nice. about cheers, you know? Yeah, Every, everyone shit. has their Nostrovia, their yeah. pros, their yeah. ching ching, well, their they cheers. Well, they told us the Japan, Japan they told us one. I don't know, we did it on the show with Canada. I don't know what, what it was. Shay Shay? Something uh, like that. That's so, all I know. Ching, ching. Yeah. I don't know. Say, say in Brazil, something. they say ching ching. Like that's like ching ching. Gambe, gambe, gambe. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, he was there for that episode. Yeah. Gambe. He's been there forever. You know? He wasn't there for the first two or three? Um, yeah. When he came, he was like, Tyler, like, Richard said he'll come help out. I was like, this is my dog. I don't even know why he's texting you over me. That's <laughs> <laughs> my brother. Like, it was IG. So, you know, we're getting a little drunker. I had a question. I wanted, I had a topic I wanted to talk to you about because I used to experience back in my day the, the side eyes, the, the little snickering and all that shit. How does it feel to be in an interracial relationship, especially in today's climate? Um, it's, I don't, it's good. I don't even really. You don't even feel that? like. No, I, I don't. Like, I, I guess it's other people who will sort of bring it up that makes it, um, Really? Yeah, it's other people that will bring it up that kind of, it's not to say I'm not aware of it, but I don't really like even think about it too hard, you know, yeah. um, until someone will say like something weird to be like walking down the street and someone be like, oh, that's a good looking Oreo or something just weird. And you're just <laughs> like, <laughs> like a duty <laughs> joke that they, yeah, that they're like, trying to make. All right, yeah. just get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I guess I just like uh, just grew up just around people of every race and ethnicity, and I was just always like, "Where'd you grow up at? Like, where are you from?" I'm from Rhode Island. I'm from like Southern Rhode Island, like a beach community, kind of like south of Providence, like two uh, two and a half hours from New York City. Um, We used to like skip school, jump on the train, go down to New York City uh, for the day and shit like that. So. I don't know. That sounds lit. So let's get we go to New York City. Nice. We just <laughs> go to the corner store and steal. Literally, we used to like go down to. <laughs> we used to like, you know, we'd like check in the first period, and then we'd like jump on the train, which was right in like I grew up in like a pretty small town, but it had an Amtrak train in it, and uh, we would jump on the train and we'd go down to New York City and like my buddies and I, we'd like go down. We play. I played lacrosse and volleyball in school and shit like that, and I'd go down with my like lacrosse bag, and I would just like. You know, I had some friends who were in, uh, whose brothers were in school down in like the city and shit like that. And I would go down there and just like pick up weight and bring it back, like in my like literally wearing like <laughs> literally wearing yeah. like gym shorts and uh, like a, a a jersey and like my lacrosse bag and a in a in a lacrosse stick. And I would just be like cruising through, like oh yeah, I'm just coming back from playing a game. And uh, you know, like we'd buy fucking fake Oakleys and fake Rolexes and all wow. that shit. And yeah, just meandering yeah, the city. Yeah, just <laughs> just cruising, you know. Just uh, that's nuts. Yeah, for sure, man. As growing up, I'm so like looking back, I'm so grateful for where I, where I got to grow up. And like when I look back on it, or I go back home, and I'm like, shit. Like you talking about the community? Yeah, just the community. Like I grew up in this like a stony, mellow beach town, pretty rural place. Yeah. Um, like it wasn't like a big city or nothing like that it was just real quiet um yeah. but real cool um real just like good diverse mix of 
rad people doing cool shit and just chilling on the beach, you know? Yeah. Something about being right on the edge <clears throat> of the land, like where the ocean meets the land. I don't know. I think it just like gives people a different perspective on things, you For know? For sure. For sure. Yeah, something about the ocean. No, I went to school in South Florida and I tell people all the time it's something about being by the water. Oh. I don't know why. It's just amazing. It, it, it just the whole vibe of, of life is so much different being by the water for whatever reason. Yeah. So I can definitely understand what you're talking about for sure. Yeah, I always feel like as long as I have some sort of uh, geographical mass to substitute, if it's not the ocean, the mountains, yeah. the giant forests, and Kentucky is actually like the first place where I haven't been like engulfed in the redwood forest. I was gonna ask you, what brought you to like, cause you said you live in the mountains, fucking by the beach. Like what brought you to the swamp area? <laughs> well, I'm from the swamps. I'm from uh, Rhode Island. Literally the term, like the derogative term for people from Rhode Island is swamp Yankee. Wow. Like that's like people in Rhode Island will call other people that you're just the fucking old school swamp Yankee. Like, which is hilarious. I've never heard that term before. Swamp, yeah, swamp I've never Yankee. heard that in my life. Yeah, and like uh, the Battle of the Great Swamp, literally there's like maybe a mile from my house growing up was this place called the Great Swamp. And it's like, Rhode Island is basically like a low lying estuary. So it's like really, really low land where the ocean kind of just like seeps like into. New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, like New Orleans. Yeah, that for sure. That hot. But let, uh, it gets pretty fucking hot up there in the summertime, yeah. for real. So it's yeah. like Louisville? Like, it's it, all four it, seasons, it, pretty much? Oh, yeah. I, we have a, It gets real cold, though, because it's on the ocean, and it's like just gets Damn, those, uh, imagine, yeah. that northeastern chill. But, like, I've had friends come up with me to Rhode Island in the summertime, <coughs> and they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm from Louisville. I can take the heat up here. And then they get there, and they're just like, fuck this. This yeah. is hot as hell up here. I, I, I He's like four degrees less than the worst heat. I thought shit was bad till I was in New Orleans the other day, and I walked outside and threw up. Dog, like, it was, it so was that bad. It was that bad. I'm I like, said, this I is disrespectful. Damn. Exist out here, bro. Damn. This is disrespectful. <laughs> I walk outside and I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I always walk back I tried to take a walk at like human? 8 a.m. and it, right, like, it's just too much. Back inside. Yeah. It just took over your whole body. I don't understand like, how people live there full See, time. we're sitting in here in air conditioning, but I don't even have air conditioning in my house. Mm. Like, I... I, I can't do the transition. Here in Louisville? Yeah. So you, you don't mind it being warm? No. That's how I am. I don't. I like it warm. This is what I say. Honest. Keep your heart warm and your head cool and you'll be fine no matter what the temperature is. You know, like, okay. because like, I love cold weather and I love hot weather and I hate the wind. The wind pisses me off more than anything. Rain doesn't bother me. Everything is cool, but fucking the wind the annoys the hell out of me. I don't mind the cold. Again, if you keep yourself warm, you know, like from, I, I, hate, I will say I hate though, trying to get warm. From like stay warm. <laughs> from late October to oh, I'm straight. I got one. Uh, from late October to like March or April, I wear long johns underneath mm. my clothes at all times. Like I just wear like long underwear. Like you know, you're like you left up my pants this far, and I have like same, spandex down to there. Yeah. As long as you just like stay warm, I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. I like walking outside. Breathing in through my nose and feeling your nose hairs freeze. Oh, if you can shit. keep your feet feels warm, so good. If you keep your feet warm and your hands yeah. warm. Well, hand, for me, hands and areas. If my areas get cold, ears, it's I'm like, going nuts. Yeah, yeah. Too, but I was I, out I, there I, in Pittsburgh and it was like negative fourteen. I felt like my toes was getting frostbite. But it's that wind, like you said. It's that wind. If it's cold and then winds blowing your face down, pause. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm good on that. Nah, the 
the yeah the wind the wind will do you in for sure or just the humidity like living out in colorado it'd be negative 20 degrees and you'd be outside and you're like it's not even that cold out once you get the humidity in the air same with like if you're in arizona yeah and it's 105 degrees out it doesn't feel that hot it's 95 degrees in louisville and you're like fuck this because yeah. there's that latent heat there's that humidity in the air that just yeah sits on top of everything and the same when it's cold like on the ocean it's just it cuts down to the marrow i it can imagine yeah he said to the marrow damn uh, like i know people who live in way colder <laughs> places in louisville way harder places in louisville and be like yo it's way worse here because the, just that having that moisture that valley, in the air yeah, that's yeah. like just potential energy sitting so like exactly it was so right. funny actually just this morning and my girlfriend can vouch for this i'm literally laying in bed it's like 6 30 in the morning and i'm laying there and i'm like staring at the ceiling and i got the fan going and i can hear the birds chirping and i'm just <coughs> laying there and i'm like oh, it's this is like the best time of morning and it's so relaxing and it's like so cool out right now and it's like i'm just so happy to like wake up and feel this way and she looks over at me and goes Waking up is so difficult. I hate this shit. And I was like, <laughs> Damn. I was literally, I was like, I sound like me and Jake. I was like, I was thinking the total opposite. And she was just like, oh. she just like rolled over and went back to bed. Damn. <laughs> that sounds like me and Jake. Yeah. Be, it was be so ready. classic. Take on the world. She'd be like, shut the fuck up. I'm going <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like, can you not sing for the first hour that we wake oh up? Oh, my like, God. Mm, yes. Charlie's no, like I can't. From the top of his lungs. And I'm like, can you fucking stop? I'm like Please. it. I'm feeling good. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm a morning person. But, but we secretly, we secretly really love that y'all do that. Like, I'm sure deep down she really enjoys that you're doing that. But yeah, that's a good first thing to see in a day. Somebody yeah. happy as fuck. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, are you mad we're that just... I got up and made coffee? <laughs> right. Are you mad that I got up and listened to... to all the fucked up shit going on before you even got out of bed, <laughs> so you don't have to be subjected you can just come through my filter of what's going <laughs> well, on i'm really happy to hear that you all haven't had any well i mean and you haven't actually outwardly said this but any drastic like you know combativeness to your all's relationship because i we were, oh, yeah, we were interested to yeah, to ask no 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 but i'm just like circling back real quick to say that i think that y'all's relationship is beautiful and to hear you say that you know there's nothing that really sticks out in your mind as being you know super either traumatic or um just negative is is definitely sh shows the progression that i think has been made in sorts because my parents being interracial like that in the 90s like it's not a thing and it 90s, still does happen now in the 2010s i was threatened my life was threatened from fucking with a white and that's yeah. the thing that i was going to say too is the different perspective of you all being a white man with a black woman versus being a black man with a white woman right it's perceived two totally different ways. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, yeah, that for sure. True. Definitely. Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, no. Why do I, I think that is, though? That's a good question, because, like, why, what is, the, what, what is the difference? I think it's probably men, uh, specifically, like, white men, because basically, like, basically, if you look at anything, as long as it doesn't affect white men, nothing's going to get done about it, and right? masculinity. Like, yeah, yeah, right. and the, yeah, just the hyper masculinity, and just probably that's more what it is. Like white dudes having some, and again, like you know, like I don't blame people. I mean, people are too. People are at fault, but I don't blame them for the culture we've lived in for generation upon generation upon generation, where this is just trained in people, and without realizing they're embedded with these genetic 
dispositions that we all have to, it's our responsibility. Again, we're the tip of this genetic iceberg floating through the water mm -hmm. of life. And we like need to take it upon us as our responsibility to unwind those things. And I think we're getting there, but I think, yeah, like you said, like uh, a white guy dating a black girl versus uh, a black dude dating a white girl. It's just so probably different for people and why I don't really know, but I could, people look at you like oh he's a white man dating a black girl so clearly he must have something that makes her want to be with him or you know you have some sort of like it's the opposite you think well i mean she's just like super smart super successful oh well super I, I beautiful there like i mean but like, it's that, it's that the, whole, you're invited to the cookout mentality like you know what i'm saying like you do something that seems cool and then everybody's like oh you're invited to the cookout which is not a bad thing you mean to... i'm invited to the cookout or she's yeah. invited to the cookout like if a white person does something cool they're like okay cool you're invited to the cookout because they feel like you bossing her life up because for, you, for her to even mess with you you gotta have some sensational going that's what they feel. That, that, that she's gonna that, that's attracting. That that is the thing that people say all the time. Like, oh, he's yeah. invited to the cookout for sure. Yeah, he's like if a white person cookout. does something that black people fuck with, they're like, oh, they're invited to the cookout. But a lot of people don't really jig with that thing. And again, like nobody's but like, like that, they don't, that, they don't that, that happen the opposite way. That like, there's not a there's not a saying for like. Black people like I'll fuck with that. Like black people say, so I don't I even know that with... term when you're like invited to cookouts. Like so, I have cookouts all the time. So, 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 like, <laughs> so, like, so like, like, group of black people like really fuck with a white person. I'd be like, oh, Greg's invited to the cookout for yeah. show. Prince is invited to the cookout for show. He's invited to the cookout for show. And like you, one of the white guys would be like, oh yeah, that man come to cookout the family. Just being included yeah. with the culture. Because like cookout is like a thing like where we bring in the family. Oh, shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Shit. So it's a good, it's a good term. It's a good term, but like I don't know what the opposite term of like like. So your girl, she was like, definitely, I'll definitely bring Greg to the family cookout. But okay. I don't know what the opposite term but like, is. But like black men that are dating, and I don't see anything about black men that date white women at all. But I don't, like, that's not the first inclination is like. It's a negative inclination that comes to it. Like sure. black men and like white women is not a positive, like, it's not a positive thing. Not, like, that's weird. That's crazy. I never thought about it until we just had this conversation. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. I never thought about it that way, like. Yeah, but that bad. is very true. Because if you were to see like a white girl, if you would see a white girl with me, you wouldn't think that she would be like this hyper intellectual girl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, 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 exactly. You, you that wouldn't too. think that, and you wouldn't even know who I am. She could be. She, pro and she probably. And she probably See, I would feel but, that way. Personally, me. Yeah. I would be like, oh, this girl's not like just a st stupid person who's basing right. things off of just something so surface level. You know what and I'm I think that's your environment. Yeah, the way yeah. you described it, so diverse and so mellow. I really think we we a product of our environment for sure, for sure. Yeah, like somebody can look exactly like you, but be born in Mississippi, and like you said, have had a whole lineage of racist people that that really thinks that black people is the scum of the earth because they grant great great grandfathers was teaching the whole family that. So I can definitely understand that perspective, and it's so easy for you to look at us like. What interracial relationship? I'm in a relationship. Yeah, it's not to say I don't. It's not saying I don't see it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like but it's not. It's not like that. It don't matter to you though. It really don't. I can tell it don't matter. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and I've also too. I've dated people who I've I've dated a lot of people who are not specifically white, like Indian, Asian. Like it's not to me. It's like people are people. And yeah, people. People. that's how it's yeah. supposed to be. People are people. That's how it's supposed to be. But it's crazy because like we growing up in Kentucky, I like. 
being in high school dating a white girl, that shit like, like the that shit definitely yeah. didn't go to my parents' house. The yeah. stereotype is too. I definitely that, didn't go to her that, parents' house. That white women are a lot less, you know, a lot less bossy, a lot less, you know, like hard to deal with. And a lot of black men tend to go that direction because it's easier. So that breeds a mentality of like, okay, well, this man is with this girl because it's easier for him than being with a black girl. I would woman. tell you, listen, I, I would say this. I'm looking at the camera. i tell you why that black man is with that white girl. Because she fucking loves him more than anything on this fucking earth. Amen. That is why he's with her. He ain't never seen, and that's the same love he get from a black girl. Love Indian, is love. But that white girl is the one who's the first person probably gave more love than his mama ever showed him. And he didn't know how to deal with it. She done came from a home where all she experienced was love. So she knows how to give mm. love. So he, mm. he he saw that and he don't know he ain't never had that before. His dad That's didn't tell his mama. Perspective, boy. Like you feel me? It's crazy. Love is love. And that love is what she grew so, up in nothing but love. love. You feel me? He didn't We grew up in nothing but no love. You better not why show wouldn't love. he attract to that? Cause like like that's and nice. people gotta get out of that mindset. That's it's nice. like, oh, he's just doing it for color. Nah, he can't because she loves him. She loves well, him you crazy. Know what's crazy. And vice versa. Yeah, yeah like yeah. vice versa everywhere. Like for sure. For Even sure. the perspective though of the parents, like I know for for like my mom, she's not racist at all. I know for a fact. But like my mama grew up when like we all heard about busing. She was somebody that got bused. She was segregated at first and then got integrated. And as her as her school bus is pulling up to to her high school, I think it was PRP she got bus to, she's getting egged on at her like by a white woman, and she's getting stuff. So like she got PTSD from her childhood to see her son with somebody. She's just thinking like you gonna be with the same woman who when I was your age they was throwing food at me and calling me naked and all this. Like that's where I think like you can be super prejudiced crazily because of. What you went through, but she like, don't even like, know it because she you don't even know. She really got white people. Her. She talks every day. Love exactly. Them. She don't even really hate them. She just hate the experience that she went in through. her subconscious. Yeah, and she not even really aware. Of. And I can understand that. But if you know better, you can you can be better. Like if I bring a white girl home, you know you don't got to treat her any different. Maybe she is the one for me. Mm. It, it's whatever for real. But I can understand the initial. You got me fucked up. Well, what the fuck is she doing here? Yeah, I can understand that it ain't right. But it's the cookout. Well, it's it funny. You, it's funny you say that though, because like I have gone to a lot of family functions on, uh, you know, Chris's side of the family, and the the thing that I find most hilarious is it's exactly the same. It's like mm. you have the you have like the, you know, at first like everyone's just hanging out, eating some food, and then eventually like the kids and the cousins will congregate outside and yeah. they'll be like drinking around the fire smoking and be smoking weed, weed. <laughs> and all the parents will be inside and the ladies will all be sitting talking to each other and all the guys will be sitting over here watching something and like yeah, cars yeah exa exactly it's the same exact thing and then like you're like all right we're all just roasted right now we got to go in and like talk to the fam and then you go inside and your parents are giving you the side eye like yeah we don't know you've just been outside smoking weed and you're like yeah what up and then it's just like this just right. hanging out. It's the same. And I was like, that's, I, that was the, that's the thing that's been most hilarious to me is it's exactly the same. And I'm like, this is just like my cousins and my family. And like, I just kind of passively stand there while her and her cousins just banter and on and back and forth about their family. And I have no idea what they're talking about because yeah. they're like, right. oh, remember when so and so did this? And I'm just like, cool. <laughs> the, the second, but the second it's flipped and I'm with my family, she's just sitting there and I'm talking to my brothers and my sisters and my cousins about. Right everything and us growing up and shit and yeah it's just exactly the same it's like yeah i always said to me like the most redneck person i ever met and the most hoodest person i ever met 
were probably exactly the same. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Like, down to the core, just like, they rep whatever they rep the hardest. And oh, the yeah. hardest and they was didn't give a fuck about yeah. nothing. It's like, y'all motherfuckers would probably fight each other if y'all was in the same room, not knowing y'all the same exact motherfucker. Same like, person. Same exact person. Raised the same, just like on two separate ends of the spectrum, but like, the same exact motherfucker. Yeah, for real. That's crazy. That's definitely nuts. I think the, the issue, I mean, obviously segregation is a lot to unpack, but I think the biggest part that people don't understand is how much more alike we are than different. Yeah. And that gets lost in translation a lot. And I think if we could all come together and see how much more similar we all are and not think we're all so different as we believe us to be. That's where that common ground can get found. That's, that's yeah. a good point, for real, because people, a lot, a lot of people like to look at the differences. But yeah, I'm of course you're gonna be different. Like you've that, grown right? up, you've grown up on different sides of town. You've had different influences and experiences your entire life. But I, and I think the more that people sit and speak with each other and you know converse with each other and really you know gotcha. share experiences, and it's like, oh wait, we're not that different. And then yeah. that's how you can really build community. But right now, everybody's so separated. Because, you know, the nature of not only Louisville, but America as a whole has been to separate people who are different. But it's like, we're only different by so much on the outside. Yeah. It's yeah. easy to change your skin color and, like, your eye color. Like. And by, it just, it's a way of keeping people distracted with these surface level problems when really it's, it's, it's not racism, it's classism. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's a big fucking club and we're not in it yeah. right, right it's basically like all the poor people no matter if you like oh i got a million dollars yeah well you're still fucking broke yeah. you know what i'm saying like compared to like the fucking money that people have that yeah. are running the world right now yeah. and it's in their best interest to keep people like fucking lobbing bombs at each other on other sides of the whatever line you know whether it's a fucking religious line or uh, a race line or a uh, ideological line like it's yeah. easier for that to happen while they just keep fucking lining their I pockets you know i'm saying like they want to keep us looking people always say look towards the future but the future is in front of us like in the front of us could be fights in front of us could be arguments in front of us could be war but when we look up you feel me the that's where that's what we need to be looking this, the yeah. cause of all this shit because you yeah. look up that's where you see the stars that's where you see the sun that's where you see the moon that's where you see, so no, that's where you see the history that's where you look see the up. past look up yeah. and like, if you don't know the past exactly. like, no one ever says see isn't that great history's repeat itself everyone's like fuck history's repeating itself <laughs> which just means that we need to understand our history by like you said when you look up into the stars i mean those fucking stars are millions of millions of years yeah, light like, years up. away from us and we're literally That's seeing the like, past coming to us we need to look up we need to look back not forward like, I, I mean get, we have to look forward obviously but. when i look up you gotta look forward but you gotta realize forward is this motion up is where we're gonna end up type shit but like even when i go to like a city i'll be like i tell my homies like i don't know what city is whatever it is we gotta go to the tallest building and get to the top floor that's the goal because what's ever up there is the best thing we need to figure because whatever's at the top like, why do people climb from mountain peaks? I like that. You feel me? Like, like, we're just going to the tallest building. Wherever tallest building, we're going top there. floor. Right. Get there. How are we going to get there? Consideration next time I'm there. <laughs> the tallest building here. If they said a mountain taller than that tallest building, then you might need to get on the mountain. And even if it's like some like law firm, you just like walk in the lobby and you'd be like, can I go? check upstairs yeah. and they'd be like they won't let you but i'm just the doorman i'll show you where to go yeah <laughs> that's, that's how i think yeah. about it because what the fuck's going on because like the pyramids are great pyramids the tallest building like if you, if, if everybody on earth disappeared like that and i was just could a, happen. 
a random person came into this fucking city and looked up to the city, they're gonna be like, who was Fifth Third? He had to be great. Because that's the and biggest that building. Like, who the Mercer. fuck was Fifth that Third? That shit's not even last. Who, who the third. fuck was Mercer? He no. had to be great. Like, no. Mercer, well, I have a book it. about <laughs> that over there. It's called Dark Money by Jane Mayer. It's about the Mercer family. And it's uh, it's wild. Yeah. yeah. It's literally right over there. Uh, what do y'all think about the, like, yeah, the future in history? Like, I feel you what movie it is, but basically like, the concept of the movie is like they burn all the history. They burn all the books. So they can create a new future so that so like I feel like that somewhat happens already. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, like, that's what it is. We're so, scrubbing. We so scrub history. A hundred years from now, what, what would they say about right now? What do y'all really think? History is written right from now? the point of view of the winners. Yeah, of not, the winners, yeah. yeah. So like even like that's nuts well, to we me. Can, like and it's, it's we'll like never being, know being in these protests and seeing protests and be able to be down there, see what happens. And go home and watch the news and see two different things. Oh, that just shows you what it is. Bananas. Like this is in one day. Talking about the um the you know ain't fucking around NFAC coming here Saturday and like they had the misfire and it was like three people shot, rushed to hospital. And really what it ended up being was was that someone misfired, yes. No, he didn't misfire. He a guy passed out in in line for a gun check. They were doing a gun check for everybody's weapons. So in line for gun check, a guy passed out in the heat and he had a I think it was like a buck fired shotgun, wherever he like whenever okay. he hit it hit it hit concrete. Yeah. So three people got hit, got hit by concrete pellets and shit that hit. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. And two other people came back right after. Mm-hmm. And you read the headline that said three people got shot. And then we're reading, that's you know, crazy. like like that's shots true. fired at NFC. No shot for fun. Well, like- that's, that's what, this is the problem is like, uh, we live in a 24-hour news cycle, yeah. right? And it's all about the race to see who can get the most sensationalized story the quickest, the quickest. out there. No matter like, what it is. I always joke, I say, well, even if it gets downgraded to a category two, they'll, show, they'll be like, well, well, the wind over here for a category two is still crazy. Like, oh, oh, look at my hat. Just flew off my head right there. Yeah, like, they just yeah. try to make everything seem so much more uh just for clicks and just clickbait clickbait it's like the same way like going into the music industry motherfuckers do shit for clickbait clickbait is just is like a term for uh a bigger propaganda word that people been doing like i don't know the word but i guarantee clickbait is the same as a propaganda Something they've been doing. Propaganda period. And being able to just, I mean, like uh, influence people by what we all think and see and feel. And it's it's staggering. Like the 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 uh, the quickness at which we can all jump onto a topic and feel a certain way about something and uh, basically use like the social collective to like dock somebody or uh, commit somebody of a crime, even if they didn't do it. Like the, one of the craziest things was that Covington Catholic, those Covington Catholic kids. Yeah. They were wearing MAGA hats. Yeah. yeah they were at a pro-life rally, well, they just but came like up too. the way that that was portrayed in the news versus when you saw those videos actually come out in the long run was so drastically different. different. And you see how many people like, like literally like, I'm really not into cancel culture because it's such a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Like people like, and and unfortunately it's a lot of people on the left who feel that they have the right because they feel that what they think and they feel is correct versus anybody else and because somebody says something they can just cancel them they can mm-hmm. dox them they can say this is your name this is where you live this is where go go to his house and throw a fucking brick through his window and then you have all these people outside and it's like you just ruin that person's life because they said something or like that freedom of speech is freedom right. of speech and like dave Chappelle said it best the, 
the freedom of speech is the First Amendment, and the Second Amendment is there in case the first one isn't being upheld. Like even with that, what you said about the dudes from Covington Catholic, they got what two hundred fifty million. I don't even know. No, that just got settled like a couple days ago. Did it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. So they got like, like two hundred fifty million from like the Washington Post or something like that. For real, and but like that's just fucked. Like, it is fucked up because the story came out of like these people just being so disrespectful, and they still were doing the most. You never yeah. did anything disrespectful yeah. in high school. Yeah, they they still doing the most, right? but but the story sold it worse than the video. Which came out after the story showed it. You saw a clip, so, and this so, clip so, looked so bad. Cut the image. You yeah. just saw the kid smiling with a MAGA hat on, laughing at this Native, Native American, American dude banging a drum in his face. Right? You didn't. Correct. S- I think I do remember yeah, that. Back in the day, I, I, I think I do. Yeah, you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hundred and fifty million. Two hundred fifty million dollars they got because, like, this, this, this they. And granted, they wouldn't have got that if they was any other thing but white. Right, 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 right. They could give us that for reparations type shit, but we're not going to get into it. But at the end of the day, it's an issue, like, because, like, nothing really gets settled in court unless a white man is mad. Type shit. Like, like, I love my brothers. Like Spencer's my dog since back in the day. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I'm, I'm not. I, I, don't I, say I was saying, you, I was saying it before. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like, it's like if a white, if a white male gets mad, yeah. <laughs> that there's gonna be a fucking lawsuit really or a problem happen. or something yeah, like that. But so, as long as it doesn't bother like the white, th- the white dude, then I think it's nuts. Like, but he, was, I was gonna finish this point real quick. But yeah, of course. He, Historically, he did. He, they did the story in the way the news put it out. They did it for clickbait, which made this white kid look worse than he was. Like he was losing college scholarships off yeah. of that shit and all that yeah. shit. And because the Washington Post did this shit for clickbait and not showing the whole video, showing this clip. That's fucked up. Well, you have these like these Israelites. You have these like black Israelites that are down there screaming the most absurd shit at people. And like if you've ever been to Washington D.C., like especially as a white person, and like you walk past this crew and they'll just tell you that like you're like the scum of the earth and like, you know, like, and everything like I, I take into consideration to and listen to, but when you have like Zionists that are literally preaching like the ultimate uh, Judaism versus uh, what whatever anybody else is. And if you're in a high school and you're like, yo, these guys are talking some crazy shit. Let's go over and see what they're gonna say to us again. You know, like that's like how yeah. you'd be in high school. You'd be like, oh, let's go see what these motherfucking crazy ass people are going to scream at us this time. Yeah. Right. You're in high school. And like, yeah, they're fucking selling MAGA hats and like fucking hot dog carts. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like they're just like buy these hats and they're standing there. And the way that that was portrayed and the way that it all panned out. And of course, like you said, if they weren't fucking white, they probably wouldn't have gotten settled for two hundred and fifty million dollars. But we just see how quick group think gets into the situation. And like we just use the public persona to just make everybody guilty immediately. And you're like, oh, that's just dangerous, dangerous. It's a slippery slope, you know? Like literally, freedom of speech is freedom of speech is freedom of speech. For sure. I, I think like cancer culture is like an overreaction, a slight overreaction from like so many years of people just doing what the fuck they want and getting away with it. Yeah. And so now that we have the power to like, as a community of the world, as a, as a network of the world, all call you out at once, we'll all cancel you. Whereas in like the 90s, Maybe a news outlet may leak that whoever is doing whatever, but no, you're not really affected. But if you got a hundred thousand people tweeting you and that's your house, and now you really, so I think it's the overreaction of the new power that we have. But right. I also think like it's crazy. Like we grew up, it's weird. Like our generation is, I definitely remember a time without computers or cell phones, same and internet for sure. I like I remember life without that. Yeah, 
But now I'm we're obviously like we had that. We, we, we were both sides of the fence. I had no cell phone. But like these kids today, like have all this access to information, and like you said, like they teenagers, they kids, they processing this information, but they not mature enough to convey what points that they really should be trying to convey. So now they are rude about it. Now they yeah. are like to be honest, was that was that the most fucked up they probably could have did? No, but that's disrespectful to do anything to a. Gr- He's, he's grown. Any, he's grown. Like, you're a kid, elder, he's grown. It's just that simple. You disrespect him. No, like, like, when I was growing up, if I did anything to a grown person, everybody in my family smacked me because, like, Ted's where you respect that. Same. Like, simple things like that, like, these kids feel so entitled because they know. That's where the kids fail a fault, but you can't fail a fault for but you being also a stupid see, kid. Those dudes it, are just that's like, what it is. those that's dudes were beefing is. with the other side, and that Native American dude came up literally banging his drum. Like, if yeah. you were, like, in high school, right, and Facts. some old man walks up to you, banging a fucking drum in your face and like singing in your yeah. face like would you not as a high school kid for sure you'd not and be laughing like you'd be like it's nuts yeah, yeah. And like, like and, and, that's and like I, that's being cool like and if my mom right, saw right, in high right. school like being cool and just being like all right dude like this is not what i'm about but this yeah. is what you're about right now you know and yeah they started doing their high school rallies and shit like that and like what are you gonna do when like you got a dude banging your drum in your face you're like Hey, let's do the fucking, let's like fight fire with fire here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But again, like I don't condone what happened there, but I just, the example of how quickly everybody jumped on this yeah. without really knowing what was yeah. going on. Yeah. And everybody you saw crucified the him. biggest yeah. people in the media, like being sure. like, go to their house, fuck these people, never let them do anything. And you're like, whoa, that is Please gnarly. These kids, it should have been, like I said, it should have been more folks on the fact that they're just kids disrespecting adults. That's right. the root. That's the root, anything, really. More than anything, fuck what they're talking about. Fuck what bag of hats. Fuck him being Native American. You're a kid disrespecting the elder, and that's what we got to get back to the morals and shit. Yeah, and like it sucks that society has got worse, crime has got worse as you took church out of the school. I'm not a, I'm not a big church. I'm not church school, whatever. But people know me. I, I'm not. I'm not a flurry to like speak on. I know there's a higher power. I am too humble to put a name on them. I would never call them Jesus or this or that or that or that. But I am Whether it's the Big Bang or the Virgin Mary, yeah. it all came so, from Immaculate when, when Conception, I pray, right? I call came the, out of nowhere. When I pray, I call it the universe. Whether you're when a scientist I, or you're really religious, you all get one miracle. And, and even if it's you the call it the universe, that's you a, call, oh, it just came out of nowhere. Oh, it's just like, the virgin birth. It was just the Big Bang. It just there was just nothing, ever, and then there was something. I feel shady even trying to put a name on it. Like, oh, yeah. Jesus. No, I can't say that. I can't say... I just like to call it the universe because that's what we know. That's a humble perspective. I always perspective. joke, I say, the universe Jesus includes probably, everything. Yeah, includes God, everything. God's everything. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. how I like to put it. So I was like, that, if you could tap into that and realize, like, say, if you could, like, say, being grounded, you could feel the feet under your, like, I'm not explaining to see you that. You could feel the feet, like, the earth under your feet, and you could look up and see the sky and feel the connection between all that. It will tell you not to disrespect the elder. It would tell you not to murder somebody. Yeah. It would tell you not to rape somebody. It would tell you, oh, if you got your foot on the ground, ground and looking up in the sky, it would tell you not to rob that man who worked for everything. And I don't but, think but, enough people's grounded, enough people's not looking up, like, to even feel this connection of what everything is. Like, if I rob you and then you you hurt now and you go do this to that and they go do that to them and then, like, they, we don't yeah. see that shit yeah. but it's like it's literally neuroscience is like when we connect with other people when we uh get look each other in the face when we experience love with other 
other people, we produce serotonin. Mm-hmm. And when we do things that give us pleasure and not happiness, we produce dopamine. And like literally like the those basic things that you just talked about, all of those things right there produce serotonin, not dopamine. They produce happiness, not pleasure, which just goes to show that we're all wired and we're engineered to be a communal, loving group of people. Like yeah. people aren't inherently evil and i wish people wouldn't feel that way that like people are just inherently bad it's like nah and again like you may have a couple bad apples but those bad apples and i'm not talking about the cops because fuck that noise but like you Mm -hmm. know in in terms of like just saying like oh yeah just person like yeah people can be born bad for sure but again it's like it's genetics you know what i'm saying like and especially like i've learned so much about people from plants like, I wish I could say the opposite. I wish I could say I learned a lot about plants from people, but I learned so much about plants and learning about when to wake a plant up and when to put it to sleep and when to transplant it. And while after you transplant a plant, it's not going to focus on growing its leaves. It's going to focus on growing you know its roots. Lao, you know, what I'm you know I, I hate to say it like that. If anything is pronounced Lao Z. Lao Tzu. Lao yeah, Su. for sure. He was one of big on like using plants to learn about the earth like he would have people go into his gardens like people had a problem he would have them walk through like a labyrinth or like a maze in his garden to figure out the problem and through that garden you would feel because it is like even like the same way you feel about plants the same way i feel about like the universe like i was telling people like even if i want to go to sleep i start for me and i just work my way to the universe yeah it's a micro to macro it's everywhere it's like saying it it is because like on the individual level like you go down to like a microscope and look at it or you look at the universe it's gonna look exactly the same type of shit so but yeah it doesn't but it does like exactly what you're saying like it just literally like like, your eyeball looks like the universe if you look at it same like absolutely like just the vessels of it and just as a tomato looks like the heart yeah you know just as uh the just as cauliflower looks like the brain yeah you know it's 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 so crazy how we see um like this micro to macro you know you see how uh an atom has a certain amount of you know uh, electrons floating around in its outer shell and you look at like the sun with all of its planets floating in the outer shell and like you just see this micro to macro and you see how like we were talking about before uh how mycelium is the largest living organism on the planet it's one cell wall thick right and it's this complete communication of information that is constantly communicating and it looks like the internet and it looks like the brain like when you look at a neural network of how the brain operates and you look at how the internet operates and you look at how mycelium operates it's the same Same exact exact thing thing. and you realize that we're all just like we're all just like now you say like that that's all if we get to back to the point of like i was talking about how like to be grounded like having your feet on the ground even just through a carpet nail and be looking at the sky you're really just trying to feel from the macro to the micro feel that whole scope of life and realize what this shit really is and like, just put yourself in that yeah and realize where you like because where do you feel everybody in? gets that same feeling when you look at a mountain and you're like oh shit i'm that mountain's close and then you drive two three more hours and that mountain still ain't made it yet what's that i said kansas to denver <laughs> yeah for sure i rode my bike uh cross country west virginia to oregon and uh i was like oh nice i see the mountains and then, like a week and a half later, I was like, "Oh, And then, as I finally got closer, I was like, "Oh, fuck. shit! I see the mountains. I don't want to ride through these mountains. I'd rather, you know, I was like, I'll take a twenty-five mile an hour <laughs> headwind over at thirty thousand. Like, did you take camp. through that? Yeah, uh, yeah, we camped. Uh, we stayed in a motel two nights, 
Mm. During the whole time? Three and a half month trip. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Or I was like, fuck it, we need like shelter or was it just like an inevitable option? Uh no, it wasn't never a fuck it, we need shelter. It was like a fuck it. We need a shower. We need a <laughs> hot tub. We need and like we got mad love from people like would just like see our bikes like posted up somewhere in some like middle of nowhere diner and they'd be like, Hey, what are you guys doing? And I'd be like, Oh, we're riding and they'd be like, Oh, cool. Well, I got a guest house or you guys can camp in my backyard or I got extra rooms and like met mad cool people along the way. But no, nah, any of the times was just straight hedonistic. Both times was actually at a Howard Johnson. Remember those places? Like mm-hmm. the Hojo's, like the fucking attached to like the ice cream place or the A&W root beer, the A&W Howard Johnson's. Yeah. Both the times we stayed in motels, it was at those. And like, it was just so luxurious to be like, oh, this bed's already made. Damn, uh, and they're like not nice hotels by any means, but just yeah. like a bed. A bed. A, yeah, a Period. bed. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's just, so y'all biked with tents? Yep. Tents, all of our food and stuff. Yeah, I was riding with everything we got back. Oh, yeah, not back. on the back, but uh, on the bikes. Like you have racks on the front, racks on the back, and okay. then you just have all the uh, what stuff on there. What time period was this? Uh, this was, uh, I don't know the year, but I was in eighth grade going into ninth grade. You was that young? Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you a grown ass adult. I thought you was a grown ass adult no, too. No, this is yeah, eighth grade to Savage ninth grade. You know, staying in random people's Couldn't guest be houses? Me. Yeah, well, so I was with my grandfather. That's nuts. Oh, I was with my grandfather. My would have called me like, hell, what are you asking, boy? Boy? No, uh, so I'm in the was... whole Joe in the goddamn <laughs> West Virginia. See, well, I don't know who whole in Joe is, but they won't, they better have an excuse for your whooping. Oh, it was Joe. actually like a really bad situation in that like it was like a oh you know I, i'm rebelling having contempt for authority uh oh, i'm like I'm, just fucking mom i'm leaving i'm never coming back <laughs> no 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 my, grand, my grandfather took me my oh, grandfather nice. was like nice. all right you're gonna get kicked out of school or you're just doing too much let's go on a road trip let's like let's like strengthen you up and oh, really give shit. you some discipline so that makes, it that didn't that do sense. anything for me in the sense that i was like some like short fat like you know like eighth grade kid and I went into ninth grade like just having run my bike across country lost like 30 pounds like super tan my hair is all long and I'm like you don't know what I've seen you know like I like it didn't it didn't really help me stay out of trouble oh it probably helped you a lot though in the, in the big scheme of things it probably oh, yeah, showed you sure. to do something that maybe you didn't think in the you immediate do. no you was probably cocky as fuck oh yeah for sure I would yeah. love to be a grandfather be able to take my grandson across country on a bike how old was your granddad at that time he wasn't to do that too old in that my is my dad's grandfather or my dad's father and my parent my dad's parents had him when he was like 16. okay so like they're pretty young yeah in the grand okay. scheme of things you know gotcha. and he had just retired so he was like in his like slow, like mid 60s or so okay uh when when we did the ride but uh That's no so. it was mad cool and i've never and i i rode a lot with him before that too like we would do other types of bike rides and shit like that and i'm real i love riding my bike like i ride my bike everywhere all yeah. the time but uh that was really good and i've done a bunch of cross country and different this isn't this shouldn't rides. be normalized and i apologize to say this but that's some white ass <laughs> you ain't never heard of nobody's black grandpa taking the biking cross country this but hey i might i might be the first one to do it because hey, like, dude, 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 i have a great please, thing old enough to ride a bike please well, do going cross country. Dude, it's a nice way to see the country when you're mm-hmm. literally just slowly cruising across so that probably wasn't his first time going cross country nah no nah, he had done a bunch of rides and he is just he's uh so my family or they've all worked on the water their whole life they've just all been like uh, either fishermen or working uh you remember when uh the big red cross 
boat came into New York City? No. Uh, well, during the coronavirus, there was the okay, the SS idea. Comfort, the giant white mm-hmm. Red Cross aircraft carrier that was brought into New York City. My dad brought that into the city. And my dad is a harbor pilot in New York City. So he basically is like a valet driver for like aircraft carriers and tankers where he goes out on tugs, meets the boats as they're coming into the harbor and then navigates them through the harbors and shit like that. And my grandfather did the same thing. And my great grandfather did the same thing. So they're all just like traveling, ocean faring, sea fellows in general. And my grandfather retired from doing that for like 50 years. And he was just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna travel cross country. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it could be some more that shit. Huh. That's fucking well, cool. I did not know about that. Shit, boy. <laughs> I fuck with it though. I, no, fuck, with it. I fuck with it. Though. A lot of white ass shit be we, cold, be cold shit, shit, and we just man. ain't got access we ain't, to. We ain't heard about it. Like, <laughs> no, I would love to do that shit too, though, because what? it's like, uh, I mean, just Chris and I were talking about it. It's like one of the coolest ways to travel. You like literally get two bikes, and you're just like, hey, we can do forty to eighty miles a day at a pretty chill pace 10 miles an hour for eight hours if you a day have a good bike not on my bike right right, right. if you have a good bike you, know, you don't want like a beach cruiser but like you know <laughs> exactly what she got <laughs> no. see if people don't like riding bikes it's because you've never ridden a nice bike hey you get a nice bike you I'm, ride I'm, a nice I'm, bike I'm, you love I'm riding i'm gonna do bikes. a little subtle flex on air your boy just spent 750 dollars on a bike and boy it is the best bike i ever rode in my fucking yeah, life dipping around town i'm you. dipping <laughs> dipping with, when i'm riding with her I've got about a hundred pedals for the whole ride. I bought a $100 bike. It's a classic bike from a really old dude. And I love it. Vicks? But it ain't. Nah, no, I'm Vicks. We took our bikes to Vicks. He bought his bike from Vicks. I took mine to Vicks. He he did some tuning. I got mine off his old dude from, off Craigslist. That bike is nice. But it's a, a nice it's a nice bike for a cruiser. When you're riding like this versus when you're like riding like this. Yeah, And you exactly. have that chain ratio exactly. and you just got the geometry oh, just right. And you're like, I'm averaging 25 think, miles an hour. I'm flat down right now. You sold me. I think 750 was a deal. This bike from 1975. Oh, sick. And I think 750 was a deal. Like, you know you ride bikes and your ass hurt. Mm. I felt, I don't feel, I've not felt nothing. I rode this bike every day. Since I've got, not since I got it, but like the past four days, I felt nothing on my bum. And Spencer wow. even told me, Spencer was like, bro, you gotta get the holes in your seat because, you know, it's gonna fuck your balls up. The bigger the seat, the worse it can be. Like, what you, all you need for a bicycle seat is you need it to be angled down, right? People who got their bike seats like this, especially dudes who ride like a one gear with fucking like some mongoose with pegs on the back and their seats <laughs> straight up, you're like, dude grundle destroyer right there like uh-huh. how could you ever feel comfortable whatsoever as long as you're sit as your ass is sitting on the sit yeah. bones those two just like bones on the bottom like of your I, butt like right I there telling, i was like i don't even feel this see i thought like, like, the seat is doing just enough to hold me up like right. it is literally how it probably had about a good four to five inches of surface area is yeah. touching like, wow. like yeah, I'm not feeling it, but I'm not feeling like I'm standing up the whole time. I'm like, give me a bike. Uh, uh, my grandfather, real. my grandfather real, looks real. like Santa Claus, and he rides a, a bike seat, a saddle that is like super narrow. Not only is it super narrow, like this from like the front of the bike to the back, but it has a cutout in it. So it's like literally this like V shape like that, head. and you're like, how would a dude your size sit on a bike like that? And he's like, yeah. as long as my bones are on the bike, there's right. nothing else that you need sitting on the bike mm. so that makes more sense to what i've been saying like bro because i don't feel like i'm sitting on anything but like yeah, yeah i'm just like on this motherfucking bike and he got it right to my fucking shit shout out to i don't know if it was vic i was talking to but Vic's classic bike got me together 
Hey man, if anybody want to donate some of these immaculate bikes that we've been talking about, <laughs> <laughs> this is the time. I'll record some Instagram videos. And, we'll take reparations and bikes. Yeah, easily. Bikes are a hot commodity right now. Bikes are hard to get. Bikes are hard to get right now. Dude. Yeah, like you said, on the left said two to four months. Two yeah. to four months for any new bikes coming into the shop. They got four bikes to shop. Usually they have 400 bikes. And let shop. me clear this up. I only. Bought that seven hundred fifty dollar bike because I couldn't get no nothing cheaper. Like it was either seven hundred fifty. You want to spend good money on a bike though. Like if the more, like not necessarily the more you spend, the better it's going to be. But if you ride a nice bike, you will appreciate riding a bike. If you ride a shit bike, like you said, a hundred dollars or seven fifty, you're gonna not be as uh, satisfied. I will say her bike. bike is worth more than hundred. That motherfucker is nice. It just it ain't. It ain't I paid one hundred for it. It's, it's a bike from the sixties. And I bought it from this eighty-year-old man that has had it's this bike steel. since since so it's he heavy had as it. <laughs> yeah. It, is, it is, it yeah, it is very fucking heavy. It's yeah. heavy. Oh, you can see the old beach cruiser from the sixties. That thing's not lightweight. Something flyer. Wind flyer. So it's like no, the old school. Tri it's like the old. It's the same brand as the old school tricycles. Okay, yeah. I don't. Uh, so it's the same uh, radio flyer. Yeah, no. so it's, the it's same. not radio flyer like the no, fucking wagon. No. The wagon. Yeah, it's yeah. the wagons and the tricycle. It's the same brand as that. No shit. That's, that's the same. If you got that bike for a hundred dollars, hold on to that. I know. Like that's antique road show. That's, that's what I'm saying. It that's is. What I'm saying. It the is. same bike. When I was looking on Craigslist, I was or not Craigslist, but eBay. They were going for like. Six hundred, seven hundred dollars. But you should stop riding but, that right now. Just hang it up in the fucking rafter somewhere and just yeah, you should. It for a while. yeah. Because I mean, it it I, it's not worth money because it's a good bike in the sense of it can get you somewhere fast. It's a good bike because like so that motherfucker has been being rode for what this. 60, sixty years and it still fucking works. Like it needs a motherfucking get painted red. Ain't fucking sold or just kept because it is. It I is, see radio flyer. That's, it's that's the, the radio flyer. That's it, the beauty of a fucking bike. It's literally just like two tires. It's a bicycle. You're like, wait a second. I can just use my legs with a chain and some gears to power myself across the <laughs> land very fast. Very fast. That's it. Shit. Like, this that's is it. genius. Like, chain, and, gears, pedals, wheels. I mean, that's like one of my right. favorite things. Like, I have a bad problem where i ride around the city as fast as humanly possible anywhere i go mm. you're like you need to ride i'm like no nah, it's cool and then i get there i'm like what took you so long guys you know it's just like you can get so fast anywhere on a bike like yeah. especially if you push yourself fuck yeah. stop lights fuck stops fuck, fuck stop lights but stop at stop lights because yeah stop at them sometimes when you need to piss people off who are driving in cars and then they hate bikers it's always like this age-old thing Drivers hate cars and uh, drivers hate bikers and pedestrians. Pedestrians hate bikers and cars, and bikers hate cars and pedestrians. Like it's whatever you're not yeah. doing is what they're not going to like. Hate, yeah. And like when you see like a bunch of bikers blast through a red light that you're sitting at, like I actually had a dude in Louisville. I like was on the corner like where Fresh Start is, like where the uh, mm. uh, flea off market is, and I was on Baxter taking a left onto Baxter to go up underneath the bridge right there. And this dude, like I went through the light, and then he was like. Hey, asshole, don't ride through the light. And I was like, oh, sorry, man. I'm just on a bike. And he's like, yeah, I know. I'm a biker. And you look like a dickhead. And I was like, <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I'm sorry, dude. And he was like, it's fine. Just think about how you look to other people. And I was like, mm. I shouldn't need someone to tell me that. But thank you for telling me that. Like, yeah. think about how you look to other people. And, and I was like, I'm glad opinion. we had that conversation because huh. I've been telling G. I said, G, quit going through the red lights because, like, 
We gotta be in the same lanes as these motherfuckers. Right. We gotta like, exactly. I gotta abide by the same rules as y'all. So I'm, I'm a rule breaker, so, so I'm, I'm like, like fuck I'm a, the light. I'm fuck, I'm I never break, break any rules light. except no. <laughs> I'm a rule breaker when it comes besides road laws. Like road laws is something that we all should to have. Me, because yeah, yeah, and we, the reason we have good road laws is because we're rule breakers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like if there's a stoplight but there's no traffic, what's the stoplight doing? It's like I can't show off in front of a nigga's face. If there's other people at the light, I will stop. But if I show up to no, a light, won't. no, she won't. No, she won't. I think you should be. If you get caught by the police, I think you should be allowed to be like, "Look, officer, me and you both seen nobody was coming." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, stop like, eight time, it's a fam. suggestion. If I'm at a light, if I'm at Bardstown and Hurstbourne at four a.m. and there's nobody there at all but me, and, and there's a red light, and I can see clearly that nobody is coming. I should be able to cross the street. I hear you on that. Oh, I yeah, for that. sure. But that's not what Jig does. <laughs> Jig fucking crosses this shit when there's a whole street full of people. She's swaying. She's, like she's not staying on her bike. Jig has no respect for drivers while she's on her bike. And she is a disrespectful biker. I'll say, I was driving. everybody a bad name. She gave, she gave me Don't even mention today because the reason why I was on the opposite side of the street today was because we was on the corner of Oak and Logan, where there just seems to be a collection of humans that I did not want to be next to in that moment because of my attire and the things that they might say. Now, luckily, Charlie said that you didn't have a mask on. So exactly, I didn't have a mask on. Uh, luckily, That's Charlie said, I wish I would say something to you because I'll <laughs> handle it, which I appreciate. However, like, but if you I want to die be, because I you swaying it through traffic, you fall off through traffic on your bike. See, you saw me. She goes, oh, wait, boy, they run. She swinging, called fifth wheel on her car, across the red light. I'm like, Jig, Jig. I'm not trying to be them nigga, that funny. nigga on the bike while we on bikes. I'm not trying to be that nigga, but you be swinging. <laughs> like, you be with the same Houston. You be like, no, we on a road with no helmets I on a bike. Wear your helmets. Swinging, swinging. Work. Tell because I told her the other day, I said. You don't have no helmet neither. Hey, my homie know, just got T-bone. Listen, I told her the other day, I said, we need to start wearing helmets because one of us is going to be the hashtag to say. Wear I got a lot of biking homies. I got right. a lot of biking homies. And none of us wear helmets. I'm like. One of us is gonna be the hashtag hey, hey, bro. to to the shit. Be like, wear your helmet because I can't wear a helmet. Yes, you no. can. I know I can. Yes, you can. So I, I remember I, I was telling you the story how uh, uh, not fucked up my foot. Um, how I moved here to be a mushroom grower until I got hit by a car on Bardstown Road, and I cracked my head open on Bardstown Road. I woke up right. The only thing I knew, I didn't know my name. I didn't know where I was, but I knew I couldn't get in the ambulance. Cause I don't have the money for it. I was like, no, 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 I can't get it. <laughs> they were like, like, do you know who you are? And I was like, I said, Greg. And they said, yeah. And they said, do you know where you are? And I said, across from Urban Outfitters. And they were like, yes. Cause I was looking at the fucking sign for Urban Outfitters across the street. And I could not tell you where I was from. I couldn't tell you my, uh, Greg. Oh. I literally said my name with a question mark because I wasn't wearing a helmet on. Wow. Like, and I was We're just going to get helmets tomorrow. And I was riding. I was riding to get my oh, girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> I, she was going on vacation, and I was riding to get her food to make her breakfast before she left. Right? I just popped out in the morning, ride down to the grocery store, grab some food, and in that moment, just had a gnarly accident, got hit by a car, 
Bro. And I had no idea where I was. My bone was sticking out of my skin. Mm. My fucking head's cracked open. And I was just like, I don't know where I am. I don't know who I am, but I know that I can't get in the ambulance, which is so fucked that like, that's the only thing I could remember is I can't afford an ambulance ride. I couldn't remember my name. I couldn't remember where it was, but I knew that I couldn't afford an ambulance ride. And it's like, damn, and that's, that's a fucked up healthcare too. system right there. Oh, fucked up America. An American problem. That's fucked up America. That's twisted for sure. That is fucked Yeah, up. I just turned 26. I'm like, I don't know if I'll be wearing a helmet if I was to ride a bike, but I don't even know if I, that's nuts. You got hit. Like, did you see the car? Obviously, you didn't see it. Like, how did you get hit? No, I did see the car, actually. Um, so it was a blue Mercedes, like an old blue Mercedes. And basically what happened is it was a red light and I was riding and I ride like if you ride a nice bike, like you can ride between 15, 25 miles an hour on flat ground. I fucking cruise when I'm on my bike and yeah. I'm riding and the light goes green and this car just is driving and I'm like, Shoo! And this car just drives up beside me and then goes to just turn over. And they're just, they're just thinking that they're beyond me. And this is like 630 in the morning. Right. And they're just, they think, oh, well, I'm beyond this biker who was just riding as a biker, but they don't realize how fast I'm riding. I break right. the speed limit when I ride my bike, like on flat ground, you know? Okay. And uh, they just merged into me and just, just merged me right off the road. And they didn't Damn. stop. <gasps> like they didn't, they didn't stop. stop. I fucking I hit the side of the car. Like I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Because like I had nowhere to go except like. Uh, but they stopped hurt. after they hit you, right? No, no, no. They, they didn't stop. Going? Yeah, they didn't stop. I woke up. Oh, nothing. No. Like and there was fuck whoever up. owns that blue Mercedes, because. Uh, hey, if you hey. own that blue Mercedes, let me get the camera in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Hey, cause that's tough, cuz. You went to work and had a great day, and cuz could have been up out of here. He could have made your girlfriend a. Did your girl go on vacation? No. She did. Damn. You well, it wasn't a circumstance in that she was going on vacation and I was just so faded and pumped up on like painkillers because I was like literally in the hospital. That I was like, don't worry about it, I'm fine. Go on vacation. <laughs> go ahead and, go. and then like it really started to set in. And I had I used to have really long hair. Like it was down past my waist. And I have Damn. like hair down past my waist. I got this bone sticking through my skin. I'm laying on the couch in my arm in a sling. And I'm like, I can't do anything. Oh, I, need my like, I can't take a shower. I need like, a I can't do anything right no. now. Yeah. And luckily her mom actually came and took care of me. That's cold. Which was, yeah. Which was, uh, so she, 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 she got a thumbs up. You brought your mom over. Yeah. Probably yeah, better yeah. care than you could have gave them. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, it, it all worked out well, but uh, it was just, yeah. Now she did go on vacation, but because I insisted, but I was also faded. And you should realize that when you're pumped up on morphine and you're like, oh, and go, morphine go, go. something else. You've been wanting to go to Destin for a while. <laughs> right, <great>. right. <laughs> Yeah, no, it all worked out well because if I hadn't gotten hit by a car, I wouldn't have stopped growing mushrooms, the gourmet mushrooms, and I wouldn't have opened up uh, Weightless. So well, that's a good way to bring this Funny show full happen. circle. And we got one more shot we about to take. We running about two hours. This shit goes quick. We gonna take this last shot. We gonna end this episode. You know, this is a great episode. I hate to end it. But Salud. Y'all motherfuckers Salud. ain't got attention span for this type of shit. I wasn't sure. I thought oh, we were gonna maybe do some freestyling or rapping or something. Oh, oh quick shot, baby. Okay. Put the Wait, shot. Wait, no, out. say shot first. 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 To more life with less bullshit. 
<laughs> I wanted to ask you about the B rap, but I didn't want to put you on the spot. Yeah, oh shit. I'm glad you brought that shit up, boy. Mm-hmm. We are out here. Yeah, I feel good. Some shots of tequila, but don't get you too drunk. Oh, I rolled a joint, but I don't know where I put it. Oh, it's in the tray. I am in the club tipsy. Oh my god. <laughs> Feeling great, y'all. You yeah, know. so ask what were you gonna say? Ask about the B rap? Oh yeah, that's the first time I met you. You you, you pulled out the B rap on oh. me. And I told and you Charlie was like, like Turner. Yeah, we that Turner. And you were like you were like, Oh you're like, Oh yeah, I make music. And I was like, Oh, what what kind of music do you make? And you're like rap and I was like, Nice. Can you rap something for me? And you're like, No. And I was like I rap something for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was just like listening to whatever was going on in the background. Yeah, for sure. Whenever I, I just meet anybody who she didn't has understand. When I told her, I said painting with words. I was like, I was like, that guy you introduced me last night. I come from your now, but the guy you introduced me last night, he, she was like, yeah, Greg. I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah. He, he busted out a rap about bees on me. And I, and I saw the save the bees thing on the side of the building that day. I was like, yeah. And I think probably was like a long time later. That I told you about it. I yeah. was like, oh shit, this reminded me. You remember Greg Whitelist? He fucking rapped about bees that one day. It was a mural on Baxter. And if you know or, me, yeah. if you know me, that sounds random. That is some <laughs> random shit I would make up about somebody. It's random. Like, oh yeah, this man rapped about bees to me. Type shit. He's dead about serious. I'm like, nah. shit. Right. She didn't believe me until she saw it on fucking uh, Instagram. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, she didn't believe me. She did, but she thought I just made that shit up. She thought I was lying on you. Oh, <laughs> like, I didn't realize that that was the situation like, that you were literally I'm like, no, like, he didn't just actually write it. If anyone was going to make a rap about bees, you think it would be anyone other than you know. Yeah. And listen, save the bees. Save the save bees. Hey, save the bees. They Follow pollinate. Because like everyone knows that Albert Einstein, Albert Einstein said, if the bees die, we die. For sure. But he didn't say that. It was actually Rudolf Steiner. And Rudolf Steiner is the founder of biodynamic farming. And mm-hmm. biodynamic farming, like Fox Hollow Farm here mm-hmm. in Louisville, very, very notorious farm for their incredible practices, their partner growing programs. Uh, biodynamic farming is like this combination of like organic, sustainable permaculture farming. And you have to farm on certain land. There's, it's no-till. You add everything, like all the houses on Fox Hollow are made from the trees on the property. Oh. They're insulated with sheep's wool from that property. The cement is made from I the limestone that on that property. Like ev- that farm is so integral and so just connected. Mm. And that type of biodynamic farming was founded by a guy named Rudolf Steiner who also created Waldorf schools. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's where you was hooping at. At Walden, yeah. Is that Walden? Oh, what's Walden? Waldorf schools. Like, um, yeah, Waldorf schools are there's there's one here in Louisville, and it's an approach to education that focuses more on the child, the early childhood development of the brain, mm. and how like when we're little, we don't need to be packed inside of a classroom. We need to be in nature's classroom. Is Montessori right, right, same? right. Montessori is a little bit different, it's but different. Waldorf schools specifically Steiner's work, and it's all about like teaching kids to be hands on, to climb trees, to dig in the dirt, to sing. Like every morning, they sing a bunch of songs. They do like it's just it's a very holistic approach Mm -hmm. um so this guy this guy was on some shit and literally einstein was quoting rudolf steiner in like the 20s and 30s about the bees so from that little school i'm I'm calling my sister mom have your kids ready we playing in dirt that's crazy you say that because my my elementary school time we started off like we did the pledge which i'm sure every school did but then we had a rap that we did afterwards mm. to all together yeah and like to, 
I'm sure that they probably did something that was way more in depth, but to know that they took the time out to make that music part like the first part of our day. Yeah. Like the first. So you said they did, they did music at, at the Waldorf school? Oh yeah. yeah. That's like what actually one of my, so I don't have kids and I don't have anybody that I know on that's my age that went to a Waldorf school. But uh, one of my buddies here, he's got a couple kids who have all, and oh, Waldorf kids are so amazing. Like these kids are 14, 15 years old and they come into waitlist to float and they come in the door and they're like, Hey, what's up, Charlie? I've heard a lot about you. It's nice to meet you. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like you a have mini adult skills? right here. Like, yeah, they like look skills. you in the eyes, they shake oh, your hand, man. and they All say like, hey, it's great to meet you. Like, so, so like, I'm no, slapping out parents like, in the face. So, so, they, they start off in nature or whatever. Like, it's almost like you let them find a way. So based on what way they find, do then you create their curriculum to take advantage of their talents uh whatever they're interested in yeah yeah That's so the waldorf schools is primarily for uh like k through like eight okay and then people usually transition either homeschooling or going into regular like okay. public or private schools and stuff like that which is what so most just like of the for people... foundation yeah actually one of the kids who works uh oh, worked here at waitlist is from a waldorf school and he's like this kid uh his name's jonah shout out to jonah Jonah is like one of the coolest dudes. This kid's now he's 19 years old and I've never met a more down to earth 19 year old dude in my entire life. Like yeah. this dude is just so and solid. And you went to a Waldorf school? No, I didn't. Oh. No, no, I didn't. I just, uh, Rudolf Steiner, uh, who said that the bees die, we die, who Albert Einstein quoted as saying, if the bees die, we die. And everybody will like, you know, like literally if you type in like Einstein quotes on Instagram, you'll see like Einstein saying, if the bees die, we die. But, but it's it's him. it's Steiner uh, Steiner who said that yeah if the, sure. that's if the B dies we die and we gonna end this fucking episode episode off with my homie Greg introducing y'all to the B rap to how I met him through this B rap and All I was right. I was like I wanted Greg to do this episode if you don't want to do it you ain't got to no I'm but, the, I'm the one who brought it up I was just like oh, I thought we we're gonna be like freestyling or kicking some rhymes or what whatever kind of B BPM do you need nah he just needs uh whatever's clever I have uh. One of my favorite things to do is actually just use this little looper I have on my phone. Do it. All right, do it. I'll hold it for you. Hold it to your mic so they can hear it. It's called Voice Jam. I love this thing. Like, you can literally, like, I can just literally go. Got a little static to it. It's fun. It'll do the job. So I'll do the B rap. Can you hear it? Yeah, right there. Right here. It's just a static. No, I hear you. I hear you. That's cool. It's not for everybody listening. It's for everybody right here. So I wrote this thing recently during coronavirus that I feel like I want to say first. So right? It's the B rap. We'll say the B rap to a little bit later. So my buddy sent me this song called Sign of the Times. And I was like, what's a sign of the times? Like a sign. If I'm, say, driving down the road and there's a sign on the road, what would that sign of this highway of life really be saying? It's like right lanes ending, merge left. So, right, so it goes, riding up the on-ramp, reading the sign. It says merge left. The right lane ends. Riding up the on-ramp, reading the sign. It says merge left. 
The right lane ends, hit the pedal like a hammer to the firing pin, barreling down the cold stare of a seven-headed leviathan. Blasphemy, backed by action, seems to me to have reached max capacity. Been in the backseat, writing this rap sheet, collecting data for decades about how it traps heat. Nobody asked thee. People most savvy, so while these rats eat, don't even at me. The back of workers serving corporations like a taxi. Money burning holes in regulations at the max speed. Stacking power, lust and greed, party like Jake Gatsby. Yeah. Till these attacks yeah. cease, huh, don't even at me. Riding up the on-ramp, reading the sign, it says merge left. Cause the right lane ends. Yeah. Riding up the on-ramp, reading the sign, it says yeah, merge left. left. So the, the right lane, lane ends, ends sicker than the system that yeah. we use in the treat, faker than the foods we produce in the eat, fucking up the oceans while we juice in the trees. Yeah. What's left is our rights if we get out in the streets. Oh, now, first oh. things first, no limits to how we speak. <laughs> Secondly, in house, no one's fucking with the heat. Looking for a reason to not knock, search and see, speedily deemed guilty with no jury. You know, one to see, no wonder uh. we need a wage piece. Take the great leap to escape the matrix, either create or be created. Created. The stasis has its face in the most taxing situation while these fat cats and rats eat. Don't even at me. Riding up the on-ramp, reading the sign it says merge left. left. The right lane ends. Riding up the on-ramp, reading the sign it says merge left. The right lane ends. Damn, I'm stoked. Sitting here, I'm at the bottom of the bottle. I'm wondering what y'all wanna hear. Yeah, I use a homophone. I'm gonna dial up a motherfucker up on my phone. I just say, hey yo, how you doing, Chucky Charles, Chucky Charlie? Hey, how you doing? Three times, I just wanna kick it with y'all with a little rhyme, and I'ma give you that sun. I got the shine going through the prism. I'm gonna stay out of prison because we using those turn signals when we moving on the highway. I'm finding it my Way. And you know I'm freestyling, kicking it off the top But I know y'all wanna hear that B's hip-hop So I'ma give it to you while I'm knowing that the TikTok is gonna expire soon Yeah, so I'ma give you a little bit of the voice jam Boom, y'all heard the buzz about all the honeybees It's mysterious, but you know what it means We know what they need, exactly what they don't Consequences are understood, we must stop, but we won't Y'all heard the buzz about all the honeybees It's mysterious Mysterious, but you know what it means. Mm. We know what they need, exactly what they don't. Consequences are understood. We must stop, but we won't. Y'all better believe what be going on. It'll be so long till the bees is gone. When the species extinct, it never comes back. No pollinators. Well, then the lifelines go flat. No flowers, mm. no fruits, no veggies. The proofs and what's been put in the food. We're feeding to our youth. We're feeding to our face. We're feeding to our roots that grew deep enough to know the real taste and man is giving me the chills steiner said it nature's mystical spiritual einstein read it giving the credit and credence i am led to believe will soon follow after the last of the bees it's giving me the chills steiner said it nature's mystical spiritual einstein read it giving the credit and credence i am led to believe will soon follow after the last of the they call it ccd of the hiv 
E. Colony collapse disorders more than no honey. They want more money. So they grow in bigger tax breaks. Now Big Brother can't tell big business to act straight. And so they spray neonicotinoid pesticides. The bees getting lost going home to the hive. Workers, drones, queens, a complex system. One of the master links distributing the rhythm and is giving me the chills. Steiner said it. Nature's mystical, spiritual. Einstein read it. Giving the credit and credence I am led to believe will soon follow after the last of the bees is giving me the chills. Steiner said it. Nature's mystical, spiritual. Einstein read it. Giving the credit and credence I am led to believe will soon follow after the last of the last of the bees. Hey. Yeah, that, that. That's a good way to fucking end a fucking episode. Buzz, buzz, buzz bitch. talk, bitch. You know who it is. Buzz, it's shot three bitch. times, aka the last of the Mohicans. I got my brother from back in the day. Fucking Tess Trafo. I got my baby from back in the day in the future. Jiggy. We got the motherfucking man. Fucking Greg Ellis. He got a whole bunch of nicknames. Go back to the beginning and watch this episode again to get him. G Willikers. We got my homie, man. With man, good fingers. He got the fingers on the audio, the fingers on the fucking cameras, the fingers on y'all backs doing the masseuse shit. Got my man Spencer in the back. We drunk off the tequila. It's been a great episode. We done smoked the CBD. Ted's got his boot on. Jingle hair pro popping. Greg just spit some real ass shit. Run that shit back. That's about to be the clip for Instagram. Instagram TV. That's about to be it. Both them raps. So y'all ready? Y'all did that down the baseball bat. We out of here. Wayless Float Center. Hey, man, get here and get bridge. You never die. Come float. Mm -hmm. Come float. No rush. No rush. Great episode.